The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph University College Football. Tomlin's going to throw the fade to Panky in the left corner of the end zone. He's got it. Touchdown. He got one foot down in the left corner of the end zone. Williamson takes it across the 25 to the 20. 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Hand off to Williamson up the middle. Dives into the end zone. Is he there? Touchdown. Tomlin drops back. He's going to look straight up the middle. He's going to throw the fade up the right side. He's got Roberts again. Complete at the 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Today's game is brought to you by Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. And in part by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Iron sharpens iron. Call 383-9773. Mount St. Joseph University and Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati. Call 579-0010. Mount St. Joseph University football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the field for today's Lions game. very pleasant good afternoon everyone and welcome to Schuler Field on what has turned out to be an absolutely glorious day for football here this afternoon. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Dan Bear Benjamin and glad to have you along this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we have got college football action for you today as the Defiance Yellow Jackets come to Schuler Field here in Cincinnati, Ohio to take on the Mount St. Joseph Lions. The Yellow Jackets come in winless on the season, 0-1 in Heartland Conference play. Meanwhile, the Lions are coming in off of their big win over Franklin last week, 50-27. They are 3-0 on the season, 1-0 in Heartland Conference play, and a four-way tie for first place in the conference heading into the SAP. 2004 and Mike Lovell, who was on the football team in 2005. The 2019 Champion Award, which was given last night at the homecoming dinner, was given to Georgiana Taggart and Carl Powell from the year 2000. And coming up at halftime, Blake Watson will be taking over the halftime festivities and he will be interviewing Mike Lovell. That's all coming up here at halftime this afternoon. But let's talk more about this afternoon's football game because the Lions got off to an absolutely wonderful start in the Heartland Conference last week with that big win over Franklin, eliminating that nine-game winning streak that Franklin had over the Lions, 50-27. to They last took down Franklin on October 24, 2009, and that was over in Franklin, Indiana, 26-16. to But last week they won it 50-27. to Thanks in part to senior safety Peyton Williams, who was named the Heartland Conference Defensive Player of the Week. He intercepted two passes and would all but finish any hope that the Grizzlies had of coming back on his second pick of the game with only 2.52 remaining to go on the clock. Fourth down eight from the Mount's 43-yard line. Strader with Earl right behind him. Receivers out wide on both sides. Strader drops back on fourth and eight. Looks over the middle. He's got a receiver. It's intercepted by Peyton Williams. Williams in midfield to the 40. Cuts back to the middle. To the 30. To the 20. To the 10. Five. Gone. Touchdown. And that was the third interception of the season for Peyton Williams. And that solidified him being named the Heartland Conference Defensive Player of the Week last week. That sealed up the win for the Lions, and for good measure, Williams also brought in five tackles and had two pass breakups 
in the ball game. It was fitting that a defensive play, Auburn ended the hopes for Franklin last week because the Lions' defensive effort, even though they gave up 27 points, was magnificent throughout the entire ball game. They registered four sacks for the second consecutive week. Senior Spencer Kandra put together quite possibly his finest game as he led the team with eight tackles, had a sack and a half, and three and a half tackles for losses. Chayton Tomlin on the offensive side of the ball was 24 for 41, 319 yards, and this season's Heartland Conference game high, six touchdown passes against one of the best teams in the Heartland Conference, the Grizz. He completed passes to 11 different receivers during the game, led by Chase Pankey with six catches and three touchdowns, which was a career high for Pankey. Paul Miner had five catches, two TDs against his former team. Cornell Beecham added four catches and his first touchdown, and Austin Brock added three. Tomlin has been extremely effective this year, spreading the football around. They're averaging eight and a half receivers catching passes per ball game this season, and after a record-breaking year last year, Tomlin might be in for a better season this year. Chayton, first of all, heading into this afternoon's ball game against Defiance, when you look at this team, Defiance, and you see what they've done numbers-wise and that their record is 0-4. How do you keep yourself mentally prepared to get ready for a game like this? Well, Hop, over the, week, the past few weeks, he's always stressed to us that it doesn't matter if a team's 5-0 and or 0-5 or 0-1 and 1-0. Just you got to go through the um, through the weeks as if you're playing like the best team or the worst team in the conference. So you just got to take it day by day and practice every day like it's your last. First of all, I want to talk about the offensive line. How have they developed? I think uh, coming into camp, everybody was a little raw, but as weeks have progressed, um, they've got a lot better because I'll go back to last year. Like They were all filling in for spots that they hadn't pl- have not played, but coming into this year, they got another year under their belt, so they came into camp kind of knowing what to expect, and then as the weeks have gone on, they've all progressed and got better. And as far as the running game is concerned, how are they doing with that? Oh, they're doing pretty good. I mean, I think we're averaging like 3.8 yards per carry, so I would say that's pretty good. Our goal as a team is four yards per carry, and we're almost there, so we got to keep getting better at it. During the past couple of years, you've had two superstar wide receivers. This year, you're spreading the ball all around. This seems to be a deeper wide receiver core than you've had in the past. Yeah, even starting as my freshman year having Garrett Weaver, I mean, we've always had a few superstars, and I feel like we focus more on getting those people the ball instead of, like, spreading it out. And also, like, I think we did a great job this year on recruiting-wise, and I think they got a lot – they gave me a lot more weapons to throw the ball to, and – as an offense right now, we're averaging 10.3 um, individuals catching the ball a game, and I think that's pretty good. Talk about Beach, and boy, he's explosive, isn't he? Yeah, we uh, we say he uh, is a young Barry Sanders. Yeah, he, he's pretty explosive. <laughs> and, but then you've got Panky, you've got Murphy, you've got a lot of receivers that when you throw the ball anywhere near them, they're going to snag it. Yeah, I mean, also we, I mean, we got guys like Chandler Kenhall, um, freshman Jake Ayler, freshman. Those guys have stepped up and played really well. Um, also, we have a uh, transfer from Shorter. We got Austin Brock, who's played very well at the slot position. He was our um, he was our spark plug against Franklin. Our first drive, we went um, three and out and missed the field goal, and then came back. And then it was third and ten, and we ran a um, a post route from the third receiver in empty, and he caught the ball. So, I mean, I think that was our spark plug against Franklin. How much much better of a quarterback are you now than you were last year? Because I've got a lot more faith in them, and I've got a lot more trust in them, so I'm I'm sitting back there actually progressing through my reads, and I feel like 
If you go back to the Geneva film, and if you watch me roll, the touchdown that I ran, if you watch me roll out to the left, I look like I'm about to throw the ball across field. But I feel like I've gotten better as a quarterback because last year I would have threw that ball, and it probably would have got picked because I threw it across the field and across my body. But this year I didn't throw it, and I just ran the ball. And I'm just trying to make as many or not as many mistakes as I did last year. You better at reading the defenses now? Uh, yes, sir. I feel like also I'll throw this in there. The past three years through week five, I don't think we played one cover two or cover four team, but this year we started off with Geneva, who, well, they kind of, they switched it up to cover three and man, but um, Anderson was a big zone coverage, and also so was Franklin. I feel like that, also that helped us get the win against Franklin, was seeing a team that ran cover two and four um, early in the season, so yes. Keaton, what are you studying? Uh, finance. You on par to graduate? Uh, yes, sir. Good for you. Good luck today. I appreciate that. Chayton Tomlin before this afternoon's ball game as the Lions are getting set to take on Defiance College here at homecoming at Schuler Field. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Bear Benjamin. A couple of notes about this interview with Chayton Tomlin. It was fairly impressive, extremely impressive, that Chayton brings up the Geneva film and talking about that going all the way back to the first game of the season and talking about a touchdown that he ran into the left corner of the end zone and how he would have thrown it against his body probably a year ago, but that's how he's matured as a quarterback. Secondly, he also says he may be the third best athlete in his family. His brother, who's older than he, is a 6'4 and was an outstanding high school basketball player here in the area. And his sister, who is a junior at Milford High School, is leading the area in kills in volleyball. Her name is Morgan, and she's getting looked at some lower-level Division One colleges. She's 6 feet 1 inches tall. So Chayton, when you look at his height, at 5 feet 11, and that's a gift if you call him that, Kind of got the short end of the stick in the family there, but nonetheless, tell you one thing, that's a blessing to Mount St. Joseph University because if Tomlin was six feet or six one, he would not be in Cincinnati unless he was at UC playing for the Luke Fickle and the Bearcats. He is that good at the quarterback position. The Lions heading into this afternoon's ball game, well, they've won seven straight over the Yellow Jackets. Defiance's last win came on October 8th of 2011, 23-13. That was here at Schuler Field. And for your information, an interesting little note about that, Tyler Hopperton, the head coach of the Lions, was the starting linebacker for the Lions in that last loss to Defiance. Interesting little note there. Defiance is coming in with that winless record of 0-1 in the Heartland, 0-4 overall. They lost to Anderson last week, 56-29. to The Yellow Jackets have lost five in a row and 15 of their last 16 going back to last year. But they can move the football because they accumulated 440 yards of total offense last week. They went with a two-headed quarterback role last week against Anderson also. Cole Recker led the way with 119 yards on 10 completions, including a 31-yard touchdown pass. And Reggie Washington, who will most likely start today's game, followed the sophomore closely with 110 yards and a 29-yard long touchdown pass, including one rushing touchdown. Now, propelled by his 89-yard touchdown rush, Jalen Wilkins had a powerful rushing performance on seven carries for the Yellow Jackets. The Alabama native recorded 112 yards to go along with his first career TD. They are extremely young. The Yellow Jackets are really trying to build this team from the ground up. 
and they are doing what appears to be an excellent job of it, even though when you look at their scoring averages, it looks totally on the opposite direction because they're averaging 15.5 points a game, and they're giving up 60 this year. But keep in mind, game two of the season was against Hope College. Now, Hope is one of the outstanding Division three football schools, along with basketball. Hope put 80 points on the scoreboard against Defiance in game two, so that really adds to it. Manny Matsakis is in his second year as head coach of Defiance. He took over this program with about a month to go before the training camp began one year ago. So he's got a 1-13 and record as head coach here at Defiance, but he's got an extensive football background ranging from high school to the NAIA, Division Three, Division Two, the FBS, and the Canadian Football League. He spent the last three years prior to last year at Widener University as the offensive coordinator and director of academics. And last season, the 2017 season, I should say, culminated with a 7-4 and record and a berth in the Centennial Mac Bowl Championship. The Lions coached by Tyler Hopperton in his third season. He's got a career record of 17 wins and 6 defeats. These two teams met. One year ago on October 13th up at Defiance in Northwest Ohio, and the Mount came away with a 20 to nothing victory. This will be the 46th meeting for the Mount in Defiance. Mount is 29 and 16 overall throughout the years, including last year's win, which was the only shutout that the Lions pitched in the entire season. Paul Miner and A.J. Glines each caught a touchdown pass from Chayton Tomlin in that game, while Michael Williamson added an insurance touchdown in the fourth quarter to ice the win. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Dan Benjamin. We're on the Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers pregame show about 16 minutes to go before the kickoff of homecoming here at Schuler Field. We'll be back with more on our pregame show after this. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative PicoWay laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. A lot of recruiting going on here this afternoon at Schuler Field. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Bear Benjamin. Just minutes before this afternoon's homecoming game, celebrating 100 years of university action here at Mount St. Joseph and 30 years on the football field for the Lions. Last night, a big win in Division I football here in the city of Cincinnati where the Bearcats pulled off a win over number 18th ranked Central Florida, 27-24. to What a big victory for Luke Fickle and the Bearcats as they pulled out that victory last night. 
A lot of action going on today in college football and taking a look at the scores from the noon games that got underway. Texas Tech is leading Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State came into that game ranked 21st in the country, and right now they are down to the Red Raiders 20 to nothing with 10.20 to go in the first half. Wisconsin is leading Kent State 21 to nothing with a minute 41 to go before halftime. Michigan leading a touchdown over in 14th ranked Iowa 10 to 3. That's with nine and a half remaining in the first half. Elsewhere, it's LSU, fifth-ranked LSU over Utah State, 20-6 to in that ballgame, five minutes remaining in the half. Kansas and Oklahoma are tied up at seven apiece. Oklahoma coming in ranked sixth. Remember, the Jayhawks are coached this year by Les Miles, former LSU coach. Penn State is blanking Purdue at halftime, 28 to nothing, And... Coming up later on this afternoon in the top 25, it will be West Virginia playing Texas. That game kicks off at 3.30. Notre Dame will be entertaining Bowling Green. Big game of the afternoon at 3.30. 7th-ranked Auburn will be playing 10th-ranked Florida. Elsewhere tonight at 7 o'clock, Georgia will be at Tennessee. At 7.30, SMU will host Tulsa. Ohio State tonight will be playing Michigan State at the Horseshoe. That game gets underway at 7.30. That's on ABC. Cal will be playing Oregon tonight. Oregon ranked 13th in the country. That's at 8 o'clock out west. UNLV will kick off tonight at 10.30 against Boise State. And Boise State is ranked 13th in the country. And finally, rounding out the top 25 schedule for the day. It will be Washington playing Stanford, and Washington is ranked 15th on the season. That game will be getting underway at 10.30. In the Heartland Conference, a week ago, there were several games of importance for the Mount in the Heartland Conference, and we'll go over the standings heading into this afternoon's contest. Rose Hallman defeated uh, I should say, excuse me, let me go back to the actual date. It was Rose Hallman beating Manchester 52-35. to Anderson over Defiance 56 to 29 and it was Hanover beating Bluffton 28 to 10. Now, here's a look at the standings in the Heartland Conference. Four teams are tied atop the eight-team conference. Mount St. Joseph, Anderson, Hanover, and Rose each have a 1 and 0 mark. Franklin, Manchester, Bluffton, and Defiance are at the bottom with 0 and 1 records. But the team at the top in overall wins and losses is Mount St. Joseph. They are the only team that is unbeaten in conference play, 3-0. and Then you have Anderson and Hanover, each at 3-1 and overall. Rose at 2-1. and Franklin, Manchester, they're each at 1-3. and And Bluffton and Defiance are at 0-4 on the season overall. Dan Bear Benjamin joining us here this afternoon. Dan, one thing that we talked about, Blake and I, last week that was very apparent in that Franklin game for the Mount was that the Lions were faster than Franklin, and that's the first time that's happened in a long time. Yeah, that's pretty good there, Dave. I watched it on on the uh, website there, and they were definitely faster and probably a little bit stronger than the Franklin team that have been there in the past. I know they've gone through some situations losing coaches, and a lot of people don't realize that affects your staff and your uh your chemistry, you know, you got one at Anderson, you got one at Hanover, who obviously beat Franklin last year. I'm sure they knew every in and out about Franklin football, and that's mm-hmm. probably why they pulled off that upset last year. What was an interesting statement about last week's game, and I want to ask you if you've ever seen this before, in 17 years at Franklin, Mike Leonard never, 
at one point in time, had to change quarterbacks at midseason. This has been a first for him. You ever been involved with a football team that never had to change their quarterback in the middle of a season? No, I have never, ever been involved in that, to be honest with you. And you're right. That makes a big difference, too, in your program. And, uh, you know, in all the years I've coached, I've always told my head coaches I'm working hard for the second and third guy because they're only a play or two away from taking that spot from an injury. So, yeah, that's that's tough that Franklin had to deal with that. And, uh, you know, I don't know how they're going to do this week. But, uh, you know, watching the game last week, they did some good things. But, obviously, Mount was the better team. Franklin's got a tough one today. They're going to be at Rose Holman. That's going to be a real tough ball game for either ball club. And then also in the conference today, Anderson will be at Hanover. That's another tough ball game there. We've seen Anderson, but not Hanover yet. No, no. You know, I really was impressed with Anderson and the things they've done, and, you know. And they're going to do really, really well here in the next couple of years. They're young. Like we said, their quarterback just doesn't have that strong development of an arm yet. But he gets the ball out of his hands really quick. Well, as we head into this afternoon's ball game, a lot going on, a lot of celebratory things that are happening here on Homecoming Bear. And when you look at this, how do you keep your team focused in a game? And I asked, I asked Hop this coming up in the interview after the break. But how do you keep your team focused with everything going on around here for homecoming and having a team that hasn't won a game all year? Well, yeah, that's the biggest thing is staying focused. And I'll go back to the Anderson game because, uh, you know, I think they overlooked Anderson. You know, I sat in the cafeteria with a handful of those players that uh, following week and talked about the game. I said, what's going on? You guys overlook Anderson? Were you looking for Franklin? They said, Coach. We were definitely overlooking a little bit, but we didn't have a very good week of practice. I, of course, was out here at practice a couple of days this week, and I think uh, Hop's got his team ready to go, and I don't think they're going to overlook Defiance, even though they're struggling. I just think they're going to be ready to play Mount football today. If there's one thing that they really have to be afraid of is the fact that last week in the first half they had such a big lead going in at halftime I think they lost focus heading into the second half, and they've got to get over that huddle. Absolutely. You know, if you want to be a quality team, if you want to win the ACAC outright, if you want to go to the playoffs, you've got to take those small things right now and handle those for the rest of the season because that's going to catapult you, as I said, to become that champion, and that's going to put you in the playoffs. And then when you get up against those better teams in the playoffs, those are the small things that are going to mean something. So hopefully Hop and his staff are taking care of that, you know, and then we'll find out today if if we see any of those letdowns or if we're going to see the Mount team we saw in week one who can really dominate, in my opinion. Well, as we said, we'll be talking with head coach Tyler Hopperton coming up after the break. We'll do that when we return right after this. The Heartland Conference schedule continues next Saturday as the Mount St. Joseph Lions travel to Indiana and a matchup with the Manchester Spartans. Every game from here on out is crucial for the Lions and a possible, shall we say it, postseason berth. If you can't make the game, join me, Dave Mitchell, and Blake Watson with all the action starting at 12.30 next Saturday with Rewind at 1 as the pregame show and the kickoff at 1.30. The Lions are on the road at Manchester next Saturday, and you can hear it all starting at 12.30 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. Pizza at halftime. Dave Mitchell and Bear Benjamin back here this afternoon for this afternoon's contest between Defiance and the Mount St. Joseph Lions as the Lions come out of their locker room. 
Defiance coming in with that winless record 0-4, 0-1 in the Heartland. They lost last week 56-29 to Anderson. But, Dan, when you look at this ball game, a win here today would really make Defiance's season. Oh, yeah. You know, you're winless, as you said, Dave, but uh, you're on the road. You know, they don't have a very lo- large uh, numbers over there on the opposite side when we look over there. But if you can come out of here with a lot of positives, that'd be great. But, man, they're, they're coming in here to win. They're not coming in here to lose. And I know every coach says that. You know, they just want to have positives and do well, don't get injuries. And I know coach is in his second year over there, and he's done some good things. But at the end of the day, if they win this game, that's going to catapult this program for the rest of this year. Now, they normally go with two quarterbacks, and they will this afternoon. Cole Recker and Reggie Washington will be taking the snaps. Last week, they completed 22 of 51 passes for 262 yards. And as a team, Defiance is averaging 290 yards per game on offense, giving up almost 480 yards on defense. And you can tell that in their scoring averages, scoring just 15.5 points a game and giving up 61. Boy, if they want a chance today, they've got to get them out offense off the field. That's going to be a really tough task because Tomlin's been very impressive all year. The senior leadership's there on the offensive side for sure. And he spreads the ball out, as we have alluded to multiple times on our cast here. He's just good. That offense is really good. If Defiance wants to have a chance, they got to somehow slow him down. On the opposite side of the ball, they got to create first downs to keep the clock running. You know, make this a tight game. The Lions are 3-0 and heading into this one. 1-0 and in the Hartley Conference under third-year head coach Tyler Hopperton. 17 wins, 6 defeats on the season. They are 2-0 and here at home, averaging 41.7 points per ball game and giving up 20.3 on the season. And we talked with Hop before today's ball game. Hop before this afternoon's ball game. All right, last week, big win, big, big win over Franklin. You had to be pleased with the way the defense came out in the first half and really shut down a team from Franklin. Yeah, I mean, the last time we went up to Franklin two years ago, you know, we gave up 66 points and 800 yards of offense. So it's only give up, I think, one, <clears throat> excuse me, one first down. In the first half was definitely kind of a shock to all of us. I mean, our defense has been playing pretty good, but it definitely was um, great to see the defense get out there and get off to a good start and give our offense fantastic field position in the first half. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Were you a little concerned over the what appeared to be the lack of focus heading into the second half? Yeah, I mean, so you know, the the end of the first half, you know, I'll put on my shoulders. You know, um, I I. I mean, the defensive coach in me wanted to just leave well enough alone. Um, but our offense was playing good, and I'm also kind of the take-it-while-you-can-get-it kind of guy, you know, and we were getting it pretty good. So, um, you know, the fumble and the touchdown obviously provided a spark. But in a way, I think that it kind of allowed our guys to kind of focus on kind of realize, hey, you know, they've come back and win, you know, have won before, and that's how they've won 11 out of the last 12 championships that, you know, it's not like they won every game in a blowout. So, um, you know, it definitely seemed a little shaky at the beginning of, of the first half, but, you know, you had 11-time champion against the ropes, and, you know, they're not just going to fold. Hop, we've talked about the defensive secondary, but two guys I want to bring up are, are Lugers and Abel. Boy, they have really played well this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and really the secondary and all. I mean, because mm-hmm. the guy you didn't mention was a guy that was HCAC Defensive Player of the Week. Right. But 
but I agree. I mean, Abel, you know, had some injuries last year, and this year he's he's playing very well. And obviously, having two interceptions in the Franklin game was big, and um, a bunch of pass breakups and that kind of thing. And sometimes too in the secondary, no stats is good stats because that means they're not throwing it to your guy. Um, and then Luger's, it's been great. I mean, he was a guy that was a good high school player that we recruited, sat out a year, wasn't sure that he wanted to play, and came back. So he hasn't played football in two years, and he's it doesn't look like it. He's playing really good football right now. You took the tease because that was my next question about Peyton Williams. The way that he has worked his butt off over the last few years, it's really come to fruition this season. Absolutely. And right now he's uh, student teaching. You know, he's um, real close to graduating, so he's in his student teaching phase of things. And it's cool to see somebody who's essentially working 9 to 5 all week and then showing out on Saturdays and, you know, scoring 70-yard defensive touchdowns. All right, now you've got Defiance. 15 points a game. They're giving up 60. They've given up 80 to Hope this year. How do you, as a coach, keep your team focused on a game that, for all intents and purposes, should be a win? Yeah, we feel like we have an extremely talented football team. So even from the beginning of football camp, we've been talking to our guys about just self-improvement, you know, being able to be reflective at each practice and go, hey, did I give it my best? Did I get better today? Because we feel like we have the talent that if we play within ourselves and we play to our own potential, it doesn't really matter who shows up on Saturday, that we feel like we can play a really good um you know, a really good team and win if we execute. And so, yeah, I mean, Defiance, you know, it's it's hard, especially nowadays, it's hard to hide anything from our guys, right? They can see the scores. They can mm-hmm. watch film as easy as anything. So it's hard to, you know, um, really try to hide any of that. And so um, we've just been pounding that same message of, you know, hey, if, if we stay within ourselves and we execute and, you know, we obviously have a lot of penalties and haven't played a full game. You know, we gave up a special teams touchdown last week and a fumble recovery touchdown. So we haven't played a complete game. So we've been really just harping on what we feel like our biggest and most egregious mistakes have been and been sure and just build off that. Good luck today. Thank you. Coach Tyler Hopperton before this afternoon's ball game. Dave Mitchell, Dan Bear Benjamin back here at Schuler Field. The Lions won the toss to start this afternoon's ball game, but they have deferred to the second half. So, Defiance will have the football to start this ball game. The Lions will be kicking off from right to left across your computer screen. And Dan, the biggest key in this ball game has to be the Lions need to smack Defiance in the mouth right away. Yes, they do, Dave. You know, uh Watching them all year right now, they haven't been on that consistency level of finishing people off, and you're right. They need to smack them in the mouth. In my opinion, we need to get up 21 or 28 to nothing at halftime. And if we can do that and then get the ball coming out the second half and score, that's smacking a team in the mouth. You can't give a team a chance. You know, during Anderson game, they gave them a few opportunities to stay in that game. Fortunately, the defense made some big plays. Now, one thing about it, though, it was just 20 to nothing last week. It should have been the same way, or last year, I should say. It should have been the same way up in Defiance, but it wasn't. These games, even though the Lions have been in with a seven-game winning streak, they have been close ball games. Getting ready to kick it off for the Lions to get this one underway in homecoming is Ryan Murray, the junior out of Coleraine High School. And set back to return for Defiance 
will be Makarai Biggums and Amin Shahid. And it is a high end-over-end kick that Shahid is going to take in at the 13. Bobbled it, went back to the 10, picked it up, cuts it to the 15, to the 20, spins to his left, and he's going to be hog-tied and brought down at the 21-yard line. Nice coverage by the mount, even after he bobbled that ball, though. I think the first initial guy missed, the, missed an opportunity to pin him back inside the 15. So Defiance will start off first and 10 at their own 22, just shy of the 22-yard line. And they will start at quarterback Reggie Washington, a 5'11 sophomore from Laurel, Maryland. He's completed 47% of his passes, one touchdown, five interceptions this year. Behind him in the backfield at running back. Well, And here we go again with the problem of not having a roster. Defiance is going to throw the ball out into the flat, and it is incomplete to the intended receiver, and that is Jacob Vorst. Defiance did not give us a roster. I'm just going to lay it on the line to you, folks. And they've got a man in the backfield that they did not put on their 2 deep. That was great coverage right there, Dave, by Troy Speakman. He's been there all year long right now. Hopefully they don't jinx that young man because he's played really well. Jalen Wilkins is the man in the backfield. Honestly, I think Defiance, and I'm not using this as an excuse, but I think they gave us a bogus 2 deep because <laughs> they don't even have Wrecker on the 2 deep. He's going to play quarterback today. Jalen Wilkins is their leading runner. He's not on the 2 deep. And now we've got a delay of game to start out for Defiance here this afternoon. After that incompletion, it'll bring up second down and 15. Knock it back inside the 20 to the 17-yard line. So it brings up second and 15 for Defiance. Not the way you want to start a game if you're Defiance. You you fumble and bobble that uh, kickoff, and now you have an incomplete pass followed up with a uh, false start there. Thank heavens for computers. We can go on to the Defiance website, <laughs> pick up the roster, and try to figure out who most of these guys are. Trips out to the left-hand side, ball in the near hash mark. Vorce is out to the right side all by himself. Washington with Wilkins behind him, drops back, looks to his left, Ooh, now throws over the middle, and it is complete, incomplete, knocked away, and almost intercepted by Speakman. And down at the 30-yard line. That was Lugers on the coverage. He made a great play and a great hit, but the, no doubt the officials missed a holding call on the defiance left tackle. He literally tackled our tackle. That is Amin Shahid, who is down at the 31-yard line. He took a crushing blow from Lugers right in the left side of his rib cage, and he is still down. Yeah, you got to be a little concerned for the young man, Dave. He, he did not roll over until just now. He did not move at all when he hit that ground. So, you know, as, as a fan, as a coach, you appreciate the hit, the opportunity of how uh, Lugers did a nice job covering, but you don't want to see anybody get hurt. 14.40 left to go in this first quarter. We'll take a timeout with Shaheen down, and it looks like he may be there for a little while. We've got no score from Schuler Field. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, ink analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink. 
taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Well, Shaheen is going to be taken off the sideline with the help of the trainer. Be honest with you, Dan, I don't think we're going to see him the rest of the day. He took a shot. I'd be very surprised if he's back in this ballgame. Absolutely. So it is third down, 15 yards to go. Into the ballgame replacing Shaheen is Gabriel Melvin, a freshman out of Jacksonville, Florida. Washington's going to hand off up the middle, and taking the ball right up the middle is Cameron Harris, a freshman from Canton, Mississippi, and he struggles across the 20, out to the 21-yard line, gain of four, and it'll bring up fourth down and 11 yards to go for Defiance. They'll bring in the punting unit. That's a good safe call right there. You know, you got to get a little something back. Hopefully you can punt this ball and uh, try and gain some field position back here. So dropping back set to punt will be Jacob Vorse out of Pawpaw, Michigan. I grew up near Michigan. Pawpaw. I never heard of Pawpaw. <laughs> so Vorse is going to take it in, and he's going to left foot it up. Speakman's back set to return. He's going to let it hit about midfield. He'll take a defiance bounce. Speakman picks it up to the 40, runs to his left, and he's going to be dropped at the 45-yard line, and that's where the Lions will start, first and 10 at their own 45. That's a great job by Speakman right there. He could have let that ball roll another five yards back, but he picked it up clean and got up another five and saved about 10 yards on that uh, net punt there. First possession of the afternoon for the Lions. And like we talked, Dan, this is an opportunity for the Lions to really take control of this ballgame immediately. Yes, it is. Let's see if they come out throwing. I know every coach likes to script it. Different formation for the Lions. They've got Cornell Beecham in the backfield now at running back to the right of Tomlin. Dropping back Tomlin, going from right to left, throws it out in the flat, complete to Beecham at midfield to the 45 of Defiance, and he'll be run out of bounds at the 43-yard line in Defiance territory. 12 yards on the completion and a first down immediately for the Lions. Yes, Dave. Great formation. They just put Beecham in the backfield, brought him out into the flat, threw it to him immediately. He was the only guy he was looking at and let him do his thing. Now Michael Williamson comes into the backfield. Panky comes out wide to the left, minor slot left. Beecham is out wide right, dropping back Tomlin on first and ten from the 43. Throws the deep ball. Goes to Panky, completed the ten to the five. Touchdown. I have to give Paul Miner credit there. He was in the area. He almost went up to get that ball, and he saw that it wasn't intended for him to let it go. And great decision by him. Obviously resulted in a touchdown. Who was that, Dave Panky? That was Panky. It was kind of underthrown, Bear, but he yes, came it was. back and got it. Boy, Dave, I was watching that O-line. They did a fabulous job of protection there, and uh, Tomlin did an excellent job stepping up in the pocket and letting that one go. 43-yard touchdown pass for Tomlin. That is his 13th of the year. Ryan Murray's going to attempt, or excuse me. That's Spencer. That, that, that is Dufresne attempting the extra point. It is up and it is good. 13-25 left to go in this first quarter. The mount on top of it, 7 to nothing. Mount St. Joseph University is the Catholic University on a mission to give education greater purpose. Located on the west side of Cincinnati, the Mount is dedicated to helping students become competent, compassionate, critical thinkers, ready to make a meaningful impact on the world. Nearly 99% of those who earn a degree from Mount St. Joseph University 
are employed, enrolled in graduate studies, or volunteering within six months of graduation. Discover your mission by visiting msj.edu. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here on UltimateSportsTalk.com at Schuler Field. Looked like Defiance dropped everybody back in coverage on that defensive play, and, and still Tomlin was able to find Panky for the 43-yard TD. Yeah, you can't blame them, Dave. I mean, they, they know the Mountain loves to throw the ball, and they take their shots down. And I think if you watch film, this is traditionally when they take their shot just over the 50 after that first down catch by uh, Beatsham. So the Lions lead at 7-0, 13-25 left to go in this first quarter. Back set to return for Defiance is Geiger and Bingham's. And Bingham's going to take it in at the 5 to the 10, right up the middle to the 15-20. And he's going to be stacked up at about the 22-yard line and dropped right there. Lions on top of it here on homecoming Saturday. A little scuffle going on down there. Don't need anything heading into the Manchester game no, this week. No, we don't. We got to stay disciplined. You know, we can't have, uh, unfortunately, I think we had how many penalties against Anderson? And, uh, you know, we had a, a targeting call, which, by the way, I was wrong up here in the booth. I got the uh, opportunity to see that on Monday in slow-mo, and it was a targeting call by the official. It was a good call, but uh, we've got to keep our composure here for the rest of this game. Well, the interesting thing about those 26 penalties against Anderson, we'll talk about that here in a second. Dropping back, Washington throws out to the left, and it is incomplete. Tried to get it over on the left-hand side to Jason Santora from Avon, Ohio. The interesting thing about that game against Anderson, 26 penalties combined against both clubs. None were defensive pass interference penalties. That might be a record right there. Got to be. Let's see what Defiance does here, Dave. They gotta get some type of momentum as we talk. They've gotta somehow keep that uh, mount offense off the field or it's gonna be a long day. Cameron Harris in the backfield along with Washington. Trips out to the near side for the Yellow Jackets. Got a single receiver out to the left. Washington looks that way. He's gonna scramble out of the pocket. Now he's gonna be run out of bounds by Spencer Kandra across the line of scrimmage out near the 29 yard line. Gave him about five on that pickup. Yeah, that's a nice job by him. But uh, the mount came with a uh, middle linebacker blitz and uh, they were, he was able to read that and got outside of contain there. Just a little bit outside on Spencer. I, I would think Spencer would like to have a little bit better angle on that next time. They're going to give him six on the pickup, bring up third down, four yards to go for a defiance first down. Ball resting at their own 34, make a 29-yard line. Third down, four yards to go, clock running, 12.35 remaining in this first quarter of play. Lions on top of it, 7 nothing. Washington looks out to his right, now throws out to the right side, and it is complete on the play, and it goes to the freshman Gabriel Melvin, and Melvin takes it out across the 35 and he's going to be near a first down and has the first down out to the 39 yard line. Just a great throw by him and a great read by the receiver. Got to an available area so he was open and uh, a little pitch and catch and obviously resulted in the first down. And excuse me as we look at the two deep chart again not on there but <laughs> Ronald Wu number 81 caught that pass. Wu interesting you would think People would go from Defiance to Honolulu. He went the opposite direction, came from Honolulu to Defiance. I, I have to agree with you. I may want to go to Honolulu. <laughs> Dropping back Washington. Good Rolls pressure. out on first and ten. He's going to roll it out to the right, going to scramble, Ooh. and he's going to slide down at the 41-yard line after a pickup of two. Great job on defensive coverage. But it, who was that on the rush in there, number 91 for us? Who Was, was it 91? 
and that is Gavin Brennan. Yeah, he did a great job. He, did, he was on the outside and just did a nice inside release technique and put pressure on the quarterback, which flushed him out of the pocket. Washington this year has been a dual-action quarterback, 50 carries for 109 yards rushing. And he picked up two on that play. He's got second down, eight yards to go. Harris in the backfield. He's a 5-4 bowling ball, 210 pounds out of Canton, Mississippi, right behind Washington. And he is going to get the handoff right up the middle, and he'll struggle forward maybe to the 42, and they'll give him a yard on the carry. Brings up third down, seven yards to go. Yeah, not much there, Dave. Mount came with a corner blitz with Troy off the opposite side. Thank God they didn't run the ball towards him because he would have lit that up and probably caused the turnover. Bo Cooning really gums up the action in the middle of that line for the Lions. They have done an excellent job this year on that front four. Cooning, Hammond, they keep running everybody in and out. Kandra, J.J. Courtney, Alvin Burke in the mix. They run about six or seven players on and off to keep them fresh on that front four. Third down, seven yards to go, Washington. Fake handoff, rolls out to the left. He's going to be hit, and Kendra got him back at the 32-yard line. Loss of 10 on his, another sack for the Lions. They came in this afternoon with 10 sacks of the year, and Kendra, that's his third of the season. Yeah, great job by Spencer containing this time, but the, the mount came with a double linebacker blitz up the middle, flushed him out. This time Spencer kept the angle, got him by his shirt, and it was you know, strong enough to throw him to the ground. So Vorce, who came in averaging 26 yards a kick, will punt it away from his own 32-yard line, make it the 33-yard line is where they finally spotted down, 940 to go. Boy, I'd love to see Troy take one back right here. You talked about smacking him in the mouth, Dave. This would smack him right in the mouth. Speakman back at his own 35. High, very high kick that Speakman's going to let hit at the 36-yard line. It'll just bounce straight up in the air and be down at the 37-yard line. That's a 40-yard punt. Yeah, I'd like to see Speakman move up about five yards on these punts. He hasn't hit one really well yet, and I don't know why, but uh, hopefully he'll make that adjustment and catch that ball. And You know, not bad field position. Again, here we are on our, what, 38 37-yard line, that's not bad. We'll see what the O does again in their second series. Ball right in the middle of the field. Michael Trick got Trevor Tomey in the backfield now for the Lions to the left of Tomlin. He's got Panky out wide to the right. Beecham comes out wide to the left. Nick Murphy into the ball game for the first time. He's slot left. Handoff goes to Tomey. Tomey off right guard. He'll take it up to the 40 to the 41-yard line and be dropped right there after about a four-yard game for Trevor. What a great push up front. Tell you one thing, I'm going to use the title from an old Beatles song. This offensive line is coming together. <laughs> they have. They're re- I, they really impressed me. You know, they got a couple new bodies out there, but the chemistry and the play calling they do up front, a lot of people don't realize that. They do a Be- heck of a job. Beach them in motion to the line of scrimmage. Tomlin's going to go deep up the field. He's got Panky, Panky, bobbled the ball, and then finally dropped it. Good defensive play upfield by Defiance's. Steven yeah. Lucas on the right side. That was a great throw, but I was watching Panky. is almost, again, like he slowed down. I don't know if he's baiting that defensive back into that that situation, but, the, you know, again, it almost looked like it was underthrown just a touch. Lions went deep on third down and seven, and or second down and seven. Now it's third down and seven for the Lions. Tommy's still in the ball game to the right of Tomlin. Ball in the center of the field. Receivers out wide on both sides. Tomlin's going to throw the fade up the left-hand side. He has got Beecham, and Beecham has got the ball complete 
at the Defiance 30-yard line. What a catch by Beecham, but I almost thought there was a little interference on that play by that DB. Big completion by the Lions, and they've got it inside Defiance territory right at the 30-yard line. Ball on the near side, and the Lions with a 7-0 lead, trying to add to it here in the first quarter with 8.25 remaining in it. First and 10 out of an empty backfield. Tomlin has two receivers out wide to the right. He's got Beecham and Miner to the left-hand side. Dropping back Tomlin, looking to the got right. Him. He's going to throw got the ball him. into the end zone. He's got Murphy in the end zone. Complete touchdown! Great call by Tomlin. He checked out of that, Dave. If you saw his hand signals, he was telling every receiver what to do. Great adjustment. And as you said, Nick Murphy wide open in the end zone. He has his man beat by about eight or nine yards at least. 8.04 remaining in this first quarter, and the Lions lead it now 13 nothing. Tomlin had six touchdown passes a week ago against Franklin. He's got two already in this ballgame. Well, let's hope he gets seven this today here. Dufresne on the year, 15 of 17 on extra point attempts. Good snap, kick is up, and Dufresne puts it right through the uprights. 8.04 remaining to go in this first quarter. Your score, it's Mount St. Joseph 14, Defiance nothing. Minutemen Staffing wants you. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 579-0010. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go that extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. Located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway, Minutemen Staffing. Call today, 579-0010. Minutemen is an equal opportunity employer. Back here at Schuler Field, 8.04 remaining to go in this first quarter of play, and the Lions now lead it 14 to nothing. And as we talked about at the very beginning of our broadcast, the Lions need to come out, take control of this ball game right away, and there they've done it. Yes, they have. They've two impressive possessions. But you know, you have to give credit to the defense. They stop them, they force them to punt and give us really, really good field position. And then you can be aggressive and you know. That's what they've done in both possessions. They've thrown the ball deep three or four times already. Murray will kick it off, and it will be through the hands and into the end zone of Defiance's returner back there. Again, I apologize to everyone because Defiance is running players in and out and did not supply anyone here with a roster. So we've got to go back and forth to the computer. That was Donye McNary out of Dayton, Ohio. David Ponitz High School and they will just down it and Defiance will have it first and ten at their own 25 yard line. Reggie Washington staying in the ball game at quarterback. Washington has got the bowling ball right behind him. The freshman Cameron Harris and the handoff goes to Harris off right tackle and he'll take it across the 25 out to the 29 for a four yard game. You're down 14 to nothing, Dave. You gotta get a little bit of momentum if you're defiance. I don't know if they want to go up tempo. They tried that the first two series and it didn't go very well for him. So I think they're gonna slow the game down. You know, make it simple for him. Like they did a little bit that last series. Throw the, uh, three step drop and get rid of the ball as quick as he can. Harris, right behind in the backfield and the handoff fake handoff Washington's gonna keep it around right end now he's gonna throw a little pitch out and it goes a complete up the field 
to the receiver on the left-hand side, and that is Terry Geiger, who's their leading receiver across the 40 to the 50 into Mount Territory to the 49-yard line, and that's where he stopped. So a first down for Defiance on the second completion of the afternoon by Washington. And that's their first first down of the game. But I'll tell you what, I was watching Noah Hammond there, 97, he came up, forced the quarterback to throw the ball, and he was in on that tackle 15 yards down the field. Vorce is out wide to the right-hand side. Washington drops back. He's looking to the left, and it is incomplete. Tried to go out to the left-hand side to Santora, but smart move by Washington. Looked like he just threw it away because Noah Abel had jumped the route. Absolutely. That would have been a pick six easy. Great read by Washington. Washington now two of five passing in the ball game for 32 yards. Brings up second down, 10 yards to go from the Mount 49-yard line. Now it's an empty backfield for Defiance. And coming out, they've got trips out to the right-hand side. Now they put a man in the, in the, the middle backfield. Open. That is cutting up to the right-hand side. Defiance across the 35 to the 30, and he'll be dropped down at the 29-yard line. Not sure what we were coverage we were in there, defense, but I know I saw a linebacker running out of there to go cover the curl area before the ball was even snapped. Great, great play by Defiance. Obviously, they handed the ball right up the middle, right where that uh, linebacker just vacated that spot. Jalen Wilkins with the run, giving them another first down at the 29-yard line. Wilkins in the backfield, and the handoff goes to Wilkins off left guard. He'll take it inside the 25 and down to the 22-yard line. Yeah, they're starting to get, they're starting to dominate up on that defensive line now, and that's not like them. I don't know if we're just trying to do some more stunts. Uh, obviously, we're uh, running in and out our linemen, as you said, to keep them fresh. But right now, they did a little counter action there, and they had a nice little hole for obviously about a seven-yard gain. At halftime, Blake Watson will be taking things over, and he'll be interviewing a new Hall of Fame inductee, Mike Lovell. That's all coming up at halftime. Harris in the backfield now taking the place of Hewlett. And the handoff will go to Harris. Harris cut to the left, now right up the middle. He'll take it inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. He finally got the first down there. Looks like he got it. And it will be a first down for the Yellow Jackets at the 19-yard line. 525 and running. Boy, this defense has to step up right now. I think they went out this series and thought, hey, we're going to walk all over them. Defiance did a great job making some adjustments. Got off to a good start with the five- or six-yard run with the bowling ball, as you call him. He's back in there right now, so... Let's see what we can do on this series. Receivers split on both sides. Ball in the center of the field. Harris in the backfield. Hand off to Harris. Off right tackle. Cuts it to the 15. To the 10. And he'll be dropped almost at the 9. And looked like Harris may have come close to another first down. But they'll mark him down at the 10. It'll bring up second down and a yard. They're not doing anything special, Dave. I'm sure they're seeing it up here in the box. Our ends are getting upfield a lot. So they're just, they're just riding them past the ball carrier and letting him bounce it outside. Again, receivers out wide on both sides running that spread formation. Force is out wide to the right. Santora is wide to the left. Moving in motion is a man, and then they hand the ball off to Harris. Harris gets hit, and then he's dropped right at the 10-yard line. They did not get the first down. Spencer Kandra with the tackle. Fisher would love to have that play back. He was on a blitz, on a stunt there. He ran right past the ball carrier. 420 and running left to go in this first quarter. The Lions on top of a 14-0. Horse out to the right. Again, ball in the middle of the field on third down and about a yard and a half for a defiance first down. Harris in the backfield. 
Washington under center. Puts a man in motion to the near side. Hand off on the jet sweep, and it goes to Fumble, Fumble on the play. Did the Lions get up? The officials yeah, he, are going to come in and say right away he was down yes, on the play. Thank God they called him down because that fumbled forward for a first down. Defiance did recover it. And he did not get the first down. That was Geiger running the jet sweep to the near side. He's going to be shy of the nine-yard line. It'll be fourth down, and Defiance will go for it down 14 nothing. Big play right here for the Lions. Yes, this is huge. We talked about smacking them in the mouth. They don't get this here. It's going to be demoralizing. And you know right now they have not stopped the Mount offense. Washington goes under center. Harris behind him, about three yards deep. Lions coming up. Washington is going to take the quarterback keeper, and it looks like he's got the first down at the eight-yard line. Yep, they just got just enough push there. He did a great job staying right behind the center and uh, obviously got a yard and a half at least. So the Lions changed their personnel up front after they went to the goal line defense on fourth down and about a yard. But it brings up first and goal for Defiance at the Lions' seven-yard line. Three minutes left to go in this first quarter. Geiger is slot left. Harris in the backfield. Oh, bad snap. Snap went right through the hands of Washington into the hands of Harris, and Harris picked it out of the air and <laughs> ran it inside right down to the five. I think Washington was just as surprised as we were that ball went to Harris. It was supposed to go to Harris on the handoff, but it was almost like it went right through the hands of Washington into his hands on a direct snap. They were very forced that ball didn't get tipped by uh, Washington, and they end up on the uh, on the surface there where the mount could have recovered it. But uh, Harris, great job of reacting to that and did a nice job getting positive yards. Second down goal for Defiance, 225 remaining in the first quarter, 14 nothing. Yeah, watch the flat route out here with the slot receiver. Santora out wide to the left-hand side. Washington bobbled the snap again. Hand off to Harris. He's going to be hit at the five and dropped there right immediately. Again by Noah Hammond. Yeah, they're having some tough times out there. You know, the first the bad snap going directly to Harris. And then uh, Washington bobbling that allowed them out defense to get behind the line of scrimmage and not let Harris go anywhere. Washington has gone the entire way at quarterback here for Defiance. They told us they were going with the two man quarterback situation but they haven't gone to their backup quarterback is he on the roster Cole record (laughs) there's nobody on the roster this afternoon minute 40 to go in this first quarter of action Washington fake handoff he's going to throw it out to the right side incomplete trying to get it to Geiger and he underthrew it I'm watching Washington. He's got his hands on his head, Dave. He wants that one back because he knows he rushed that throw there. His man was open in the flat. He just simply rushed the pass. You bring up a good point there, rushing, because it looks like here through this throughout this entire goal-to-go scenario for Defiance, Washington's been rushing things. Yes. Fourth down. Fourth down and goal from the four-yard line of the mound. Harris in the backfield. Fake handoff. Washington throws over the middle, and it is incomplete. And the Lions hold on downs. Defiance will turn it over. Tried to get the ball to the Honolulu player, Ronald Wu. And it was way over his head and incomplete. Absolutely. He just threw the ball too high. Wu was a little bit open, but, you know, he didn't give an opportunity to make a play. When you're down here, I'm sure they're going to go to their quarterback and say, hey, you got to give our guy a chance. Worst case is they intercept it and they get the ball on the 20. Not a bad drive for Defiance, but when you come away empty-handed, you know, and you're down two scores, this is going to be tough here. With a minute and 27 to go in the first quarter, they cannot allow them out to have another good series. That's demoralizing when you drive the ball like they did and then come away with nothing. Yeah, I would. I don't know. You know, you can always second guess. I probably would have kicked the field goal. 
Tomey in the backfield for the Lions out of the I formation for the pistol. Hands off goes to Tomey. Tomey around the right-hand side, cuts it to the five, and he's going to be stacked up and brought down. After about a yard game, they'll put him out to the six-yard line with a minute 15 to go in this first quarter. Yeah, Panky was not able to get his block, and the corner came off of him, and uh, Tommy couldn't get outside. Brings up second down, nine yards to go for the Lions. Tommy stays in to the right of Tomlin. He's got Beecham in the slot left. Going out wide right is Panky. Tomlin looking things over, play clock down to 15. Tomlin just takes his time, as he always does. Looking over the defense, seeing what they'll give him. Tomlin with the play clock down to nine. Now will take the snap. Drops back into the end zone. Looks up the right side. He's got Panky, and Panky's going to run underneath it, and it was just thrown over his head incomplete. Up around the 45-yard line. That's a good ball. He gave him a chance there. I thought maybe he was going to connect and hit him in stride, but just a little bit overthrown. So with 37.8 seconds to go, it is 14-0. The Lions on top of it brings down third down and nine yards to go. Nick Murphy comes into the ball game for Paul Miner. Let's see if they play it safe here and try and get some kind of yardage here. You know, relieve the punter of being in the back of that end zone. Brock goes out wide to the right. Cooper Earls into the ball game. He's out wide to the left-hand side. Beecham slot left, and he's open. Yes, he is. Tomlin, you got to figure he sees Middle him. He looks field. the other way. He's going to throw it up the right side. He's got a receiver, and that is complete on the play for the Lions. Chandler Kinhall, the sophomore out of New Richmond, Ohio, picks up the first down out to the 17-yard line. And it's a first down for the Lions. Great ball by Tomlin. I mean, right on the money. Good job keeping the feet inbounds. Result with the first down. That's awesome. Trips to the left for the Lions. Clock moving, 18 seconds. Lions really don't have to run another play, but knowing Tomlin, he probably will. <laughs> they don't want to change that momentum. They've no. had it to here this afternoon. Clock down to 10 seconds. He wants Michael Williamson, who's into the ball game, a running back now. Switch to the left to the right. Tomlin. Play clock is off. Two seconds. Tomlin is just going to let it run out, and that'll be it. I think Tomlin wanted to get it (laughs) off, but he couldn't get the playoff in time. That's the end of the first quarter of play from Schuler Field on homecoming. Dave Mitchell and Dan Benjamin with you on Ultimate Sports Talk. Your score is the Mount 14. Defiance nothing. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed using the innovative PicoWay laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. 14 nothing Lions lead it as we enter the second quarter of play from Schuler Field on Delhi Avenue in Cincinnati. Dave Mitchell, Dan Banner, Benjamin with you here on Ultimate Sports Talk. Lions on first and 10 at their own 18, make it 17-yard line. 
Now they'll be going from left to right across your computer screen. Beecham in the backfield now again for the second time. Dropping back. Got him on the scene. He's going to throw it up the right side. He's got Murphy and it is incomplete. Went right through his hands at about the 45-yard line. Great read by Tomlin. Good ball. Gave him a chance. Just went right through his hands as you said. Steven Lucas back there in coverage for the Yellow Jackets. Brings up second down. Tell you what, the Lions are going deeper today than they've gone in the previous three games. And you know what? You have to go back and look at it. That's because the O-Lions doing a great job of protecting Tomlin. When you can give him that kind of time, you know, that receiver was about 20 yards downfield before he released that ball. So hopefully they can continue to do that all day. Second down 10 from the 17. Beecham still in the backfield. Moving in motion is minor, and the handoff is going to go to Beecham. Beecham around the right side to the 20, breaks a tackle to the 25, and run out of bounds at the 32-yard line. That's going to be a pickup of 11 and a first down for the Lions outside their 30. Great run by Beecham on that counter. Paul uh, Miner was in motion, coming back left to right, does a great job sealing the edge. The linebacker just missed the tackle, and that's due to Beecham making a nice, strong move and uh, breaking that one-arm tackle. Cooper Earls out wide to the left-hand side. Nick Murphy slot left. Ball on the near hash mark. Chase Banky to the right. Beecham staying in at that running back position. He's to the right of Tomlin on first and ten from the Lions 32. Tomlin drops back. Looks over the middle. Now throws to the left. Complete to Beecham at the 35 to the 40. 45, 50. And he skips out of bounds in defiance territory at the 46-yard line. That's a 17-yard completion and another first down for the Lions. Great rhythm throw right there by Tomlin. He had Beecham open, so he took it. Another split second. I know he'll see it on film. Uh, it might have been Panky that was wide open or Murphy down the down the sideline. But you got to take what the defense gives you. Tomlin already 5 of 8 passing in the ball game, 125 yards and 2 TDs. First and 10 in defiance territory at the 46. Tomlin with Williamson in the backfield, drops back, looks to his right, now to his left. He's going to scramble out of the pocket, takes it inside the 45, and he'll be run down at the 42-yard line. Great pickup, Dave, on on Williamson right there on that linebacker delayed blitz. That allowed Tomlin to get uh, a little bit of running room, and he picked up 5, as you said. Second down, five yards to go for the Lions. See if we can't get him to that third touchdown passing. That'd be awesome. What did you say, he had six last week? Had six last week against Franklin. He's got 14 on the year. Tomlin with Williamson to his left. Receivers out wide on both sides. He's got single coverage. Miner's open. He's got pain. Miner open in the right side, as you said, Dan, but it went right through his hands and incomplete. Oh, boy. He had room to run with that because he had a nice block out here. And a good read again. Paul's just got to you know, corral that in because he had a lot of room to run. Tomlin is studying finance, and it's a good thing he lets... Everything go off his back like water off a duck's back. <laughs> yeah, you He's getting into that, that profession. Absolutely, you got to have that in that profession. Third down, five. He does that at the quarterback position. He'll do that in finance also. Empty backfield out of the shotgun. Tomlin trips out to the left-hand side. On third down and a long five yards to go from the Defiance 42-yard line. Tomlin with four on the play clock. Gets the snap. Drops straight back. Looks down the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Brock completed the 20. And he's got a first down at the 20-yard line of Defiance. What a catch and what a ball by Tomlin. He was in coverage there. Double covered by number 43 and the safety 22 over the top. I don't know how that ball got in there, to be honest with you. Defiance, the safety, did just not make a play on the ball. That was Ian Smith who made the tackle, but it's first and ten for the Lions at the 20-yard line of the Yellow Jackets with 12 and a half remaining in the half. 
Blake Watson will be interviewing Hall of Fame inductee Mike Lovell from the 2005 team. That's coming up at halftime. Tomlin with Williamson in the backfield. Receivers out wide to the left-hand side. Paul Miner winds up in the wing on the right side, and Williamson's going to take it right up the middle. Struggles back to the line of scrimmage, and that's about all he'll get. Yeah, I think they they didn't get enough time there to check out of what they had. Uh, Defiance brought a safety blitz. I'm trying to see the number there. He creeped up just at the right time and timed it perfect and hit him in the backfield. Isaiah Trimble, Jake Kaiser, Devin Harris, Sam Martin, and Kavanaugh McCarthy. The front five for the Lions on that offensive line. 11.50 remaining to go in this first half. And the Lions lead it right now 14 to nothing. Tomlin with Williamson behind him. Hand, fake handoff. Tomlin looks over the middle. Rolls out to the right now. Directing traffic while he's doing it. Throws it into the flat. Complete to Miner at the five. And he falls down right there. And he's got another first down after a 15-yard gain. And it's first and goal for the Lions. That's a great job up front. I know you people are going to hear me say it all day. But the Lions offensive line has done a great job. Tomlin did a great job seeing it, feeling it, stepping up in the pocket. And had a lot of patience there. 11.20 remaining in this first half. Tomlin, 8 of 12 passing, 184 yards already in this game. And we're only four minutes into the second quarter. He's signaling over here to the Panky, I think it is. Watch for the fade down here. Tomlin, there it is. Off. He's going to throw it to Panky, oh. and he missed him. Threw it right past him on the right-hand side. Uh, Tomlin would like to have that one back because he was definitely open. He just missed through that one. That might be the only one I've seen him miss through all year. It was a double move by Panky. Tried to put on the cornerback there, but he couldn't get the ball to it. Brings up second down goal for the Lions from the Defiance five-yard line. He might come back to Panky on this. Panky's got the shorter DB on him. He might come right back to him and try and throw it over the top just a little bit. Although Williamson's in the backfield, he's a tough runner. Panky out to the right-hand side. Beecham slot left. And the handoff to Williamson right up the middle. Spins to his right, struggling to the end zone. And he is going to be stopped at the two-yard line. Looked like he was heading in, and then he got spun and got dropped at the two. So a gain of three, and it'll bring up third down and goal from the Defiance two. Nice little run by Williamson. I thought for sure he was going to get in the end zone. But as you said, he got spun around. That kept him off balance. Didn't give him that forward lean. Couple of scores, Hanover leading Anderson 14-0, and Franklin and Rose Holman scoreless. They have just started that ball game. 10:25 remaining to go in this one. 14-0 here in the first half. Mount on top of it. They still got the matchup they want down here with Panky. Tomlin rolls out to the left though, to the opposite side, throws it into the corner. The end zone, complete touchdown to Beecham. Great ball by Tomlin. Third of the day. He might get that six or maybe seven. Good drive. Cornell Beecham with his second touchdown of the year. And the Lions lead it with 10-12 remaining to go in this first half of play. 20 to nothing. Spencer Dufresne will come in to attempt the extra point. He is 16 for 18 in that category this year. Boy, a nice route run by Beecham, and Tomlin just directed the team down the field, 93 yards for the score. Yes, he did. Dufresne puts it up, and it is through. 10-12, we're going to go in this first half. It's now the Mount, 21, defiance, nothing. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. 
The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. The School of Health Sciences at Mount St. Joseph University is a proven leader in healthcare education. The Mount offers bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in nursing, including a blended online RN to BSN program and the innovative MSN Magellan program. For nearly 100 years, Mount St. Joseph University has produced outstanding healthcare professionals. Learn more at msj.edu slash health sciences. Dave Mitchell and Dan Benjamin back here at Schuler Field. Lions lead at 21 nothing, and Murray will kick it off. It'll be taken in by Defiance at the 10 to the 15, right up the middle to the 20, across the 25 to the 29-yard line on the return is Defiance, and they will start first and 10 at their own. They're going to mark him right at the 30-yard line, and that's where they'll... Yellow Jackets will start out first and ten. Nose of the football right on the 30. And if we get an opportunity here after this play, we'll run down some Division One top 25 scores. Texas Tech leading Oklahoma State big 27 to seven. Wisconsin over Kent State 41 to nothing. Michigan by a touchdown over Iowa. Washington handoff goes to Wilkins. Wilkins cuts it off the right side. He's got a first down on across the 40. He fumbled the football, but that looks like Defiance got it back in Mount St. Joseph territory at the 49-yard line. Boy, Wilkins came into this ball game rushing the football extremely well, and Defiance has done a nice job by those big uglies up front here in the last two possessions. Wilkins is going to stay in the ball game. Coming out wide to the left-hand side is Wu. Back into the, I'll check that. Terry Geiger lines up slot left. Shahid left the ball game early after being crushed by Lugers, and he has not come back. Dropping back Washington. Washington trying to set up a screen. Now rolls out to the right, throws it deep up the right hand side, and it is incomplete past Vorse on that right sideline. And it'll bring up second down and 10 yards to go from the Mount 49 yard line. Other scores here today, LSU beating Utah State 28-6. Oklahoma now at halftime up over Kansas 21-7. Penn State by three touchdowns over Purdue 28-7. Ohio State playing at home against Michigan State tonight. That's at 7.30 on ABC. 9-16 remaining. And in case you missed it last night, Cincinnati defeated UCF 27-24. Big win by Luke Fickle and the Bearcats. Dropping back Washington on second and ten. Sets up a screen complete to Wilkins. Wilkins at the 50-45 up the right side to the 40. He's got the first down, and he'll skip out of bounds at the 38-yard line of Defiance. We said last week the Yellow Jackets could move the football, and they have so far after their 440 yards of total offense. And the Lions have got a man down. He was chasing down Washington. And it's one of the defensive linemen. 
So there's an injury timeout on the field. We'll take one also. 9.06 remaining to go in this first half. And your score from Schuler Field, it's the Mount 21 and Defiance nothing. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Minutemen Staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out, in most cases on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen Staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Bo Kooning is the man that was hurt on the play for the Lions, the sophomore defensive end from St. Mary's Memorial High School. And he had to be helped off the field. But when we got back to action, Washington threw the ball over the middle, and it is incomplete over the head of his intended receiver. And immediately, looks like it might be Santora who is down now. The Lions came in and got him in the ribs on an incomplete pass going for it. And it will bring up second down, 10 yards to go for Defiance. Boy, people are dropping like flies here on this beautiful day at Schuler Field. Gives us an opportunity again to go over the scoreboard in the Heartland Conference as we've got another man down. First it was Bo Cooning for the Lions, and now it appears to be one of the receivers. Looks like it might be Jason Santora, the senior out of Avon, Ohio, who is down. Scores around the Heartland Conference. Hanover with 14 minutes to go in the first half. Blanking Anderson 28 to nothing. And they've just begun five minutes into the ball game at Rose. And Rose Holman, the fighting engineers, and Franklin. So far, nothing, nothing. Check that. That is Vorse, who was the man that was down. And now Vorse gets up. And Jacob, the senior out of Pawpaw, Michigan, will walk off under his own power. So when he gets off the sideline, we'll get back underway. Brings up second down and 10 yards to go. From the 36, you make it the 37-yard line of the mount. Washington in the backfield with Wilkins. And the handoff goes to Wilkins right up the middle, and he's going to be stopped at the 35-yard line. 
Gain of two for Wilkins on the play. And that will bring up third down and about eight yards to go. Wilkins now, three carries, 30 yards in the ball game. Of course, he had that long 21-yard run in the first quarter of play. Brings up third down and eight. 8.29 remaining to go in the first half. Harris is back into the backfield. Harris is going to get the handoff. He's going to be hit and dropped immediately by the Lions at the line of scrimmage. Nick Brokery wrapped him up and brought him down after a yard gain at the 34. That'll bring up fourth down and seven yards to go for Defiance with eight minutes in running, and they're going to go for it down 21 to nothing. Yeah, no choice here, Dave. They've got to get something here. Had a little momentum going, and all of a sudden they got nailed right there at the uh, 34-yard line. Great job for the defensive front four on the on the line side. So it's fourth down, seven yards to go. Harris in the backfield trips out to the near side on the play for Defiance. Washington, the quarterback, fake handoff, drops straight back. He's going to throw the ball over the middle, and it is intercepted Should have by been a Noah face Abel. Abel brought it down at the 15-yard line, and Barry, you're right. Boy, it should have been a face mask, but no call. Still, the Lions get it back on their first INT of the day, and they've got it first and 10 at their own 15. That's an instinctive move by Abel right there, Dave. You, you know, coaches are going to get him to say, nice job on the pick, but know the down and distance. You knock it down, or get the ball back up at the 35. He intercepts it. You always want that possession every now and then, you know, but they're back inside their own, what, 15? So let's hope the Lions can continue what they've done all day today, and that's produce points. Abel, now with three interceptions on the year, ties Peyton Williams for the team high. He's the junior out of Cincinnati Moeller High School. First and ten for the Lions at their own 15-yard line. Dropping back Tomlin. Throws it out into the right flat. It is complete. And up to the 20-22 yard line is Jake Ayler, the freshman wide receiver out of Milford. And he picks up six yards on that reception, brings up second down four. Good safe pass. You know, you get Jake, a freshman, as you said, into the game, getting a completion. Just a, basically a long long throw to the sideline, and he gets a nice little run after catch. Beecham, slot right, Panky wide right, two receivers out to the far side, ball in the near hash mark, dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin throws it out into the right flat, complete to Elijah Bug, who's into the ball game for the first time. Takes it across the 25 to the 26, and a first down after a reception of six yards on the play. Boy, I'm watching that O-line, David. Very impressed with the ability up front, the communications of keeping the defiance defense off of Tomlin. Lions have got 11 first downs in this ballgame so far, and they lead it 21 to nothing, 6.52 remaining. And the handoff goes to Bug. Bug off the left side, cuts it back up the middle, across the 25 to the 30, and he'll take it across the 30 up to the 34-yard line. It's going to be a gain of about 7 yards on the play to Elijah Bug. He came in last week and really added some excitement to the field. I think he's that type of player. You know, he comes in when they don't have that emotion going on down there or momentum, and he's the guy who can change it in just one run. Second down, three yards to go for the Lions from their own 34-yard line. Empty backfield. Tomlin drops back. He's going to throw it over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Beecham at the 40 in defiance territory, 35-30, and he'll be brought down at the 26-yard line. Just another great ball by Tomlin. Hitting in stride. He was one arm away from breaking that for a touchdown. Great job by Tomlin. Great catch by Beecham. And they'll put it at the 25-yard line. Beecham with the big, big catch. Tomlin now 
12 of 17 passing in the ballgame for over 200 yards. First and 10 from the Defiance 25. Tomlin again out of the straight shotgun. Moving in motion to the ball is Chase Samples. And Tomlin takes the snap, throws it out to Samples at the 20. Stiff arms a man and gets it down to about the 15, make it the 14-yard line. And that's going to be another first down for the Lions on an 11-yard reception. Great throw, great catch. All day to throw the ball, but I'm, I'm looking at the Defiance defense day. They look very tired up front. They're walking around. They're starting to sub right now. They're not very deep in this uh, defensive uh, front four, but, uh, you know, the mouth's got to take advantage of that as well. Dan, it's a, it's a gorgeous day for football. Temperature only about 70 degrees here, but the time of possession, is, the mound is almost doubled. That doesn't surprise me. That, that we've done a great job on O maintaining our composure. 5.15 left to go. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin has to be flushed out of the pocket. He's going to be hit, and he'll be dropped back to the 27-yard line. That's Boy, our first uh, blown assignment. Boy, a big loss of 12 on the play. Takes it all the way back to the 26 is where they'll finally spot it. Yeah, you got Sam Martin talking with somebody down there. They both blew the assignment there. The guy came in untouched off the right edge. and uh, I just watched him here a little bit. They were communicating, and obviously they didn't get it done right there. 4.35 and running left to go in this first half of play. That was Martin and McCarthy were talking about the assignment on that last one, Dave. Bring up third, make it second down, 22 yards to go for the Lions. Bug in the backfield next to Tomlin. Tomlin has something to say to him. Takes the snap, fake handoff, off play action. Rolls up into the pocket, steps into the pocket, now sidesteps the defender, and he's going to be hit at the 28 and drop there for a two-yard loss. So back-to-back sacks by Defiance. And now I believe the Yellow Jackets are going to use a timeout, and they will with 4.08 left to go. Yeah, Tomlin, I uh, think, would like to have that opportunity back. He, uh, They were well covered downfield, but you got to tuck that and go a little bit quicker or throw that out of the end zone. He's close enough that he can do that. But uh, let's see what the Mount can do here in third and long. You know, in talking to one of the Defiance coaches before to this afternoon's ball game, Dan, they were saying that this team doesn't know how good it can be, and that's one of the things you as a coach know that when you've got a young team like Defiance is, they never know how good they really can be. Right, right. They're, they're very young on the defensive side. I believe they start one senior at defensive end, and that's, uh, you know, 75, uh, Austin. But, uh, you know, you're young on the defensive side. you got to do the fundamentals. And, uh, you know, that's going to be a building block for them. You know, they're probably going to come out of here today 0-4. Hopefully I don't jinx us by saying that. But, you know, right now they haven't really stopped them out of offense. But, uh you know, as a coach, you got to keep that momentum going. you got to give them simple things to do when they're young, and uh, that's what Defiance is doing right now, and they had success in the last two plays. Rose Holman has taken an early 7 nothing lead over Franklin with 4.42 left to go in the first quarter. Lions will be at Manchester next week, and Manchester is one of the teams that has a bye week today. Oh, boy, they're probably sitting home waiting and watching and wondering who they're going to get, right? I don't know if they're, they're gonna home. Get... They're probably here. <laughs> they, well, they might be here. Yeah. 4.08 left to go in this first half. Lions lead at 21 nothing. Third down, 25. Tomlin drops back, looks down the middle. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone. That's interference. And it is going to be incomplete. Tried to get the ball to Panky in the end zone, but he couldn't find him. Yeah, so he, it's fourth down. He was double covered there. He had a guy on his hip, and he had the safety over the top helping as well and ran out of room. So fourth down. 25 yards to go. Lions actually have to get inside the 5-yard line to pick up a first down. 
Yeah, I thought for sure we'd see some type of screen to draw on that last one just to get about 10 or 12 yards and make it more manageable. So this one's going to be a tough one. You know, you lose nothing here if you throw this in the end zone and it gets intercepted. Other than a bad stat, but uh, we'll see what we do. Ball at the 29. Trevor Tomey in the ball game for the Lions. Dropping back is Tomlin on fourth and 25. Rolls out to the left. Go long, go long. Nice protection. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone. Got He's got Beecham touchdown. You can say what you want, Dave, but that O line and was that Williamson in the backfield blocking? What a job they did on that play. Tomlin had to roll to his left a little bit, but boy, he gave him time and he redirected the receiver and found him in the end zone. 29-yard touchdown pass to Cornell Beecham, his second TD of the day. Four on the day for Tomlin, and it is 27-0 Lions on a fourth and 25. Just a simple breakdown in that young secondary, you know. Two guys were chasing Beecham there, and uh, you can't let that happen, you know. But they'll learn, they'll grow, Defiance will get back after it. But the great read by Tomlin in the offense. And Dufresne kicks the extra point through. 3.52 left to go in the first half. Your score. It's now Mount St. Joseph 28, Defiance nothing on the Invisible Ink Tattoo Remover scoreboard. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed using the innovative PicoWay laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky, schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here at Schuler Field. 3.52 remaining to go in the first half of play. 28 nothing. Lions lead it on four TD passes today by Tomlin. And, Bear, you called it. Boy, that offensive line did a great job of protecting the senior. Well, you got to give them credit up front, what they did there. Along with Williamson on the backfield, they did a great job. And Tomlin with a great job rolling to his left. Had a lot of running room, but decided obviously he wasn't going to get the first down. Murray will kick it off, and it'll be taken in by Defiance at the 15-yard line, out to the 20, to the 25, and finally brought down at the 27-yard line for Defiance is the returner. And again, we apologize. Donye McNary is the returner. The Mount's done a great job of their uh, kickoff coverage there, you know. Murray's doing a nice job getting the balls deep. Uh, you know, we'll, get, we'll work with him a little bit, and hopefully he'll get stronger in the offseason. He's a good kicker out of Colerain, and I know he's going to be an asset to this team here in the near future. 3.45 remaining to go in the first half. Can't, the, can't have a turnover here, Dave. No. And now we got we illegal have? substitution on Defiance. Man ran out of the huddle to the sidelines. That should be a... Nope, you called it. Illegal substitution. Shoot, at that point, you just stay on the field and hide, and hopefully they don't count you. <laughs> I don't know. That That's one of the, you know, it's like the old tackle eligible plays, Barry. You know, that was that's what made it fun. Right, right. Well, that made it obvious when he ran out of the right. side. Everybody knew he wasn't supposed to be there. He should have just lined up and went. So it'll be up first and 15 after the penalty, Washington. Handoff goes to Wilkins. Wilkins cuts it to the left-hand Ooh. side. He's going to be hit at the 29. Lugers? Luger's coming up to make Who the was tackle. That? No, that was Peyton Williams. Wow. What a hit by Williams. And Gavin Edmondson also. Edmondson holding him up, and uh, boy, did Peyton lay a lick on him. Nice little run, I thought, though. I thought teachers were supposed to be such calm, cool, and collective people. Peyton Williams <laughs> just smacked 
Wilkins on that play. Second down, eight yards to go, throw into the flat, complete, and that goes to Vorce, and Vorce is going to be stopped. Well, boy, they gave him all the way out to the... 37-yard line. That was a gift. That was at least a yard short of the first down, but that's why they're officiating and I'm announcing, I guess. No, that's not the reason. <laughs> <laughs> first and ten. You cannot relax here if you're the mount. You can't let him go downfield and get a touchdown here. I'd like to see a defensive turnover for us. 2.53 and running. Left to go in the half. Washington with Wilkins behind him. Drops back. Looks out to the right sideline. Complete divorce again. Complete at the 46-yard line. Struggles forward to the 47. Boy, I'll tell you what. The official there on the sideline <laughs> looked to see where the marker was and then put the ball just in front of it. Wow. Before he ever spotted the football. So it's a first down for Defiance. Still in their own territory at the 47. Yeah. Defiance caught a break there. Abel slipped on the ground. That's why that guy was open. But he got up and made a nice tackle. Wilkins in the backfield. First and ten from the 47. Dropping back Washington. Looks up the middle. He's going to throw it out to the right sideline. It. It, it is incomplete. Abel knocked it away from Force. Great coverage by Noah. He was all over him. They're lucky that didn't get picked. Hopefully the Mount is watching what's going on. Defiance has a right-handed quarterback in Washington. The entire series, he's done nothing but throw the ball to his right. Yeah, but if you're Defiance, why do you go against Abel, who, who is not only breaking up passes, but has also intercepted one and has got three INTs on the year? Probably because you got Speakman on the other side, so pick your poison. Yeah. <laughs> Second down, ten yards to go for a Defiance first down at their own 47. Wilkins out of the pistol. He gets the handoff off right tackle, takes it up to midfield into Mount Territory at the 49, make it the 48-yard line. Gain of about four on the play. Brings up third down six, and the Lions will change their defense and go with the dime package. They haven't had a whole lot of success on third down here. Let's see if we can get a big sack. 155 remaining. Lions were late getting on the field. Handoff up the middle to Wilkins, and he's going to take it inside the 46-yard line. Maybe they're not going to spot him all the way up to the 46. They'll put him down at the 47. Gain of a yard brings up fourth down and a long three, and Defiance again will go for it. And, boy, I'll tell you what, this is a gutty call by Gus Manthakis. Yes, you know, you turn the ball over at midfield, I can tell you right now what Coach Cale yeah. is going to call. Dropping back Washington. <laughs> Washington's going to throw it up the right side, and it is going to be caught at the sideline by Force inside the 25 at the 24. Boy, they rolled the dice and came away with it. Again, you know, great play by Voss, but, the, again, they're throwing the ball on one side. So the Mount even doubled up there. He just went up and got it. Boy, they have been picking on Abel with Vorce. Vorce, a 6'5 receiver, taking advantage of the 5'10 height by Abel. Rolling out to the right is Washington. He's going to throw it up the right side, and it is incomplete. Just had to get rid of the ball before he threw it out of bounds. Man, the Mount had a lineman running on the field late, man. I don't think the Fines picked that up because he came opposite of them and was unblocked. But it was not obviously a factor in the play. But if they'd have picked that up, they would have had running room to the left side. 109 remaining to go in this first half. 28 nothing. Second down, 10 yards to go. I'd like to see us bring a little bit of pressure. We set back and prevent a little bit there. I'd like to see us bring a linebacker here, flush him out of that pocket a little bit more, and put him on his heels. Ball at the 24-yard line of the Mount Defiance has moved the football successfully so far except for that first drive but they haven't been able to put any points forward. and fumble, Washington fumble. ball Ooh. is 
Well, his arm, he ball slipped out of his hand as he was trying to bring it back in. That's that tuck rule, but unfortunately <laughs> he didn't tuck it. No, he didn't, but, but great D. It looked like his arm was coming forward, Bear. Yep, it probably was. You know, again, we don't have the replay, but uh, they called it immediately. But great defense right there. They were coming on a blitz and picked up that screen. We did last week. Uh-oh. Saw the, saw the uh, three men for Franklin jump off sides on a blocked punt against Sachomsky. That's one way to get it. <laughs> Managed to see the replay on that one because Franklin had about a 30 to 40 second delay on their video. So Blake quickly brought it up on his phone, and boy, we saw three guys jump off. And that sent Tyler Hopperton all the way down almost to the goal line. Hand off up the middle to Wilkins. Wilkins inside the 20, and he's going to be dropped at about the 17 yard line. He's close to a first down after a gain of six. Another fourth down coming up for the Yellow Jackets. And David Guck's helmet came off, so he has to be replaced on the play by Nick Brokery. Again, I've said it before, I'll say it again. They pay thousands and thousands of dollars for a college education, and they can't figure out how to put their helmets on in five seconds. <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's the rule when it comes off. you got to go to the sideline, right? But if you take your helmet off voluntarily on the field, you can put it back on, and you don't have to leave the game. It's an interesting well, flaw in the rule. I would like to have that replay right now because, unfortunately, his helmet was rolling around for about five yards. And I'd have to venture to say he didn't take it off himself. Right. Defiance <laughs> is going to use a timeout here on fourth down, four yards to go, down 28 to nothing with 51.8 seconds to go in this first half of play. Next week, the Lions will be on the road at Manchester. We'll have rewind at 1230, the pregame coming up. At 1 o'clock and the kickoff at 1.30 from Manchester against the Spartans next week. You know, we talked uh, early in the season about when that bye week comes into play. And, you know, some coaches don't let it bother them. But as a coach, I would love to have the bye week right before my big game. You know, so Manchester is going to be playing the Mount next week, obviously, for a lot at stake. The Mount, you know, barring any crazy disaster today, is going to go on to win this game. Boy, big score coming out of Hanover. Hanover leading 35 nothing over Anderson. Wow. With 7.22 left to go before the half. And at the start of the second period, Rose Holman's opened up a 14 nothing lead on Franklin. That's a surprise a little bit, but we know both those teams are banged up in Franklin and Anderson. Anderson's just young. They've got to learn. They're going to have some growing pains this year. And as you said, I think they've won two games all year. And last year, what did they win? Two. Two at max. Yep. So hopefully, you know, they'll they'll continue to play and get better. Here we go. Fourth down, three yards to go for Defiance after that timeout. Washington in the backfield with Wilkins. Ball at the 17-yard line of the mount. Handoff. Fake handoff. William Washington's going to keep it around the right side. He's got the first down inside the 10, down to the 7-yard line. He's got 10 yards on the... Run and a first down for Defiance. Momentum without a doubt with the Yellow Jackets. Washington popped up immediately, said, let's go, Coach. Give me a play, and uh, let's see if the Mount can stop them here. First and goal for Defiance, and now a false start. Moving in motion was Geiger, but he jumped the snap count. I think the whole right side of the old line was moving, Dave. I don't know why they didn't be patient there. So that will knock them back outside the 10 to the 12-yard line and bring up first and goal now from the 12. Boy, this is a big defensive stand. We saw last week when the Lions gave up a touchdown late in the first half, and that changed the complexion of the entire ballgame. Right. You can't let that happen here. Even though you're up four scores, you got to finish. And that's what we talked about early in the pregame. 
you got to finish teams off like this. You know, you can't let them go get a touchdown here and gain a little momentum. You know, if they do that, they're going to come out the second half, do crazy stuff, maybe onside kick, and the next thing you know, you might have a ball game. As you said, let's punch them in the gut, so to speak, and not let them get the touchdown here. What, I don't know what we're talking about on the field, though, with the officials. Quite, yeah, Gus Matsakis over on the other sideline for defiance is out trying to get some sort of explanation from the official. The ball is going to be placed at the 12-yard line. I'm not quite sure why there is a problem here, but now Defiance is going to use a timeout. It was a five-yard penalty on illegal procedures, so that moved the ball yep. from the seven back to the 12. I mean, they got maybe that right. new math, but <laughs> still seven. I still got my shoes on. I don't need to count that with right. my toes today, but I think Coach was asking them if the clock was going to run as soon as they placed it at the 12-yard line. And with 39 seconds to go, they could get a playoff, but he didn't feel comfortable there, so he called timeout. Blake Watson will take over things at halftime here from Delhi Avenue. He'll be interviewing new Hall of Fame inductee Mike Lovell from the 2005 team here at the Mount. That's coming up at halftime here on Ultimate Sports Talk. 39.3 seconds to go in this first half. Got to have a stop here. We just talked about it, Dave. We cannot let them go in with a touchdown, you know, after the offense has gone down the field at will defensively. You know, you can't accept this as a, as a defensive coordinator. I know Rick Thompson's all over them. Michigan on top of Iowa, 10-3 to in the at the end of three quarters, and Wisconsin beating up on Kent State 48 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Here we go on first and goal. Washington rolls out to the right. He's going to Pick throw it. it into the corner of the end zone, and it is caught by oh. Forsen, and he dropped the ball. Had it in the left corner of the end zone and could not come back up with it. Definitely had a height advantage. That's why they're, they're using him over there. And I don't know who was in coverage. Was that Luger's? Looked like Luger's and Abel. Yeah. Yep, two of our better defenders without a doubt. He knows he let one get away right there. He dropped that ball. It was an easy touchdown. Noah Abel is 5'10". Vorce is 6'5". So they're trying to pick on that height advantage, and Luger's is trying to come over the top and help out. Dropping back Washington, looking to the left. He's going to throw it on the left-hand side, and it is complete to Geiger, and Geiger's going to be run out of bounds at the five-yard line. They're going to stop the clock on the play. Is that third and goal? Third down goal to go. Got to have a couple stops right here. They're out of timeouts. 26.4 seconds to go. In this first half, you got to watch for the fade up top. You got Abel on uh, Vorson, the six five versus what did you say five ten five eleven five ten Abel. So. Ball in the near hash mark. Washington with Wilkins right behind him. First, third and goal from the five. Washington play action throws over the middle and it is complete. Flag down on the play in the end zone and let's see what the call will be. I think that's going to be stop. Defensive interference, but that's a great catch by the young man from Defiance. Was he in the end zone or not? I didn't they see did touch- signal touchdown down they- here. They signaled touchdown down here that nobody else did, though. Let's see. Let's see what they call. And it will be a touchdown. Pass interference against the Lions. So the touchdown will stand. 20.8 seconds to go in this first half, and it's 28-6. And as you talked about earlier, they're going to go for two here, Dave. You talked about their kicking game not being a very favorable one. They're going to put the ball in the left hash and go for two. Andres Riley is their kicker, supposedly. That's who it is on the two-deep chart. He's a freshman, but he is 
not very good in extra points. Good and the deal. handoff is going to go up to Wilkins. And Wilkins is going to be stopped up at the line of scrimmage. No gain. And that will turn it over to the Lions on the kickoff after the score. So the two-point conversion is no good. 20.8 seconds to go in this first half. And the Lions lead at 28-6. to not very happy down there on our sidelines. You got guys just walking around, you know. I know you're up 28 to 6, and I know a lot of people listening will say, Coach, you gotta relax, man. We're up 28 to 6. No, you don't. You just let a team go down the field after being up 28 nothing and score on you. That's not acceptable. You know, we talked about it earlier. If you want to get to that elite football program, you gotta finish teams off. You cannot let an 0 and 3 team come in here who hasn't moved the ball all day. I can't remember how many yards they went on that drive, Dave. It was probably somewhere around 70. And uh, you just can't let them go down the field and score like that. It will. So with 20 seconds to go, 20.8 seconds to go exactly, it is 28-6. to six. Mount has all three timeouts remaining. And with Tomlin at quarterback, <laughs> you never yeah. discount anything. Boy. You know, it would be kind of expected that they would just take a knee depending upon the return here. Absolutely. I'd love to see us get a return up near the 50 and uh, see Tomlin take a shot at his fifth throwing touchdown in the first half. That would be a remarkable uh, feat by him. But uh, I can't I can't believe that uh, the Fines would even kick this deep. They may squib it. I don't know. We haven't seen them do a whole lot here so on, in the kicking game. Riley will kick it off. Lions will get the ball to start the second half, too. Remember that. So Riley's going to kick it off. And there and he it is, is going to just squib it up the field and it'll be taken in by the Lions. They fumble the football but they'll drop on it at the 32 yard line and that is Gavin Edmondson who dropped on the football at the 32. That's the thing I talked about right prior to them scoring. You never know. They got nothing to lose. They're 0-3, right? 0-4. They don't care. They're going to take a risk. You know, they're not stopping your offense. Good call by Defiance. I, I would like to see the young man from the mount signal for a fair catch there. 17.1 seconds to go. And the Lions look like they're just going to get into the victory formation at their own 32-yard line, and they'll take a knee and end the first half of play here. 28-6, the Lions on top of it. Both teams basically, Bear, have moved the ball the way they've wanted to here in the first half of play, but the difference is the Lions have put the ball in the end zone in defiance only once. Right, right. Like I said, that's a perfect first half for the Lions with the exception of the blemish on the defense giving up that touchdown right before the half. So we've reached the half here at Mount St. Joseph on homecoming. Blake Watson coming up next. He'll be interviewing Mike Lovell, one of the inductees into the Hall of Fame here this afternoon. 100 years of university existence for Mount St. Joseph and 30 years for the football team. And your score here at the half on homecoming, it is Mount St. Joseph 28, Defiance 6. We'll be back with our halftime festivities next. Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati has been helping companies large and small meet their production challenges for over 35 years. With a pool of thousands of screened applicants, we can support your company with employees who have the skills needed to get the job done right, ranging from general labor to skilled machine operators. What differentiates Minutemen Staffing from other staffing agencies? We help reduce costs associated with hiring personnel, as well as the indirect costs that accompany them. Minutemen covers all payroll taxes and workers' compensation costs, 
plus unemployment insurance on each employee we provide. Minutemen can fill your employee needs without the time and effort on your part, allowing you to concentrate your efforts on making your company more profitable. Learn what sets us apart from the other staffing agencies. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 513-579-0010. Minutemen is an equal opportunity employer. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Well, the Lions are on top of it here at halftime, 28-6 to here at halftime. And right now we can go on through the uh, scores. Yeah. We've got Mike Lovell up here, Blake Watson. A lot of things going on here today and around homecoming. And unfortunately, I don't think Blake's going to be able to come in and do the interview, so I'm going to step in and do it. Mike, nice to meet you. Dave Mitchell. It's here. Can you hear okay? Oh, yeah. Live That's radio. It. Live oh, radio. Got perfect. <laughs> Mike, congratulations on your induction last night. Congratulations Thank on you that. very much. It was, it was an awesome thing. Talk a little bit about your thoughts of Mount St. Joseph University and just your, your remembrances of it when you were here. Well, we had a pretty new program when we kind of got here. We were just now starting to get to the level we wanted to be, and it was just a, it, it was just great watching it each year getting better and better and bigger and bigger. It was just unbelievable process. Well, talk about the teams that you had and the coaching that you had at that time. Well, we defensively, we probably the best defense, in my opinion, in the nation, top five every year, and it's they kept offense on the field, let's say that. <laughs> so that's where I got my chance to get all my stats. <laughs> so I like to thank them. Uh, coaching, again, it's still close to all the coaches, and it's Best coaching staff in the nation. If I had to pick it, it never would change anything. When you were playing here, why did you decide to take Mount St. Joseph over any other college that you wanted to go to? Honestly, I had a best friend, Brent Eisenhardt, in high school. He was already playing here. And then my girlfriend at the time transferred here, which is now my wife today. And I kind of just followed her here, and it just happened. <laughs> I just wanted to play. <laughs> That'll do it, won't it? That, that will do it. You know, we, we all get caught in that situation. Oh, man. <laughs> it was the best choice I ever made in my life because I had a great career here, great friendships, and now I'm married to the woman I followed. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. What What are the advantages of an education here at the Mount? Eh, pretty, definitely a large advantage here at the Mount. They, from a different, like UK, you don't get the the one-on-ones as much as you do at a place like Mount St. Joseph. And you get more attention from the teachers if needed. And it, 
the best decision I ever made. <laughs> I'll say that. If you go back to your football career, talk about one thing that you're always going to remember about it. <sighs> Man, just the... Or maybe two. The, the friendships. I mean, it's just... All, all those guys over there, the end zone right now, we, mm-hmm. we all still keep in touch, and we still meet up once a month, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And so it's, it, yeah, the friendships, for sure. What did you get your degree in here? I got mine in liberal studies, uh, but I was firefighting afterward. <laughs> so that's what you're doing now? Absolutely, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. Thank you very much. On appreciate your induction. It. Thank you very much, Mike Lovell. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep, congratulations. Here at halftime, mount on top of a 28-6, to and we'll be back with more after this. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Dave Mitchell back here at halftime, 28 to 6. The best laid plans of Mike's and men <laughs> sometimes don't work out. But Mike Lovell, our thanks and congratulations to him, a member of the 2005 class here at Mount St. Joseph University, and also a member of the 2005 football team on his induction. Lions leading at 28-6 to right now, and we're going to turn it over to Dan Benjamin, and he's going to have a couple of guests here this afternoon. Dan? Thanks, Dave. Uh, just want to welcome Carl and Georgiana Taggart here. They uh, were inducted into the Hall of Fame last night here at Mount St. Joseph University. They both are mainstays for this university. Two incredible people in my experience of meeting them and being a part of what they do for the Mount. And just if both of you could talk a little bit about your experience here at the Mount and why you chose to come to the Mount and all the things you've done for all the athletics over these years. Oh, I guess I get to go first. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I came to the Mount. I'm actually a lawyer, and I had a chance to teach as an adjunct, and I liked it so well that I applied for a full-time professorship, and I've been here. This is my 26th year teaching at the Mount. Amazing. And... Um, I've always liked athletics. My name is Georgiana because my father was a huge sports fan, and his name was George, and I was the last chance to be a boy. So my name is Georgiana, and he took me to every single sporting event he possibly could and turned me into a huge sports fan. So it was pretty easy to become a fan of Mount St. Joseph Athletics. And I'll tell you what, Georgiana, I think the Mount... I'll speak for the entire university. I'm sure we are blessed to have you at this university. Sometimes we forget about the things that people do behind the scenes, and the stuff you have done for the athletics has been incredible. One thing I'd like you to talk about, though, you talked about being a lawyer. Can you talk a little bit about our 3 Plus 3 program that you got to help get started? Yeah, okay. So if you have any interest in law school, uh, the Mount actually has a connection with four different law schools where if you would like to go to law school, you can actually go to law school after three years of college, which saves you a year of law school. 
or the year of what a year of so so instead of doing seven, you could do it in six. And basically, you complete your required courses in three years, and then we let you count your first year of law school as your last year of college. That's so pretty amazing. It's you really know. it's a wonderful opportunity for for students who want to become lawyers. I appreciate you talking about that, Dave. And I have been talking about math all day, but for those lawyers out there, that's saving a year of tuition. Now, whatever that comes out to be, that's money in your pocket, that's right? Sure, absolutely. That's huge, <laughs> and. Um, and it's not cheap to go to school anymore. So. Absolutely not. But the, again, we appreciate all the effort you put into this university, and we hopefully we got you for some more years to come. And <laughs> love seeing you around campus. Let's yeah. turn it over to Carl here a little bit, and let's talk about his experience. Okay. Well, I came here as a student and actually graduated. I finished my degree in 2000, uh, class of 2000. I went back to Xavier University and got a master's degree in criminal justice and became uh, an adjunct professor here. Uh, I've been teaching at the Mount as an adjunct ever since, so uh, 14 years that I've been teaching here. I'm the assistant golf coach uh, with Georgiana. She and I have uh, taken uh, several trips with uh, academic classes and with uh, uh, with athletes uh, to Europe, uh, studying uh, various cultures and sports, or various cultures and their legal systems. And so, uh, it's just been a great pleasure for me to work with students here and to be part of this uh, Mount family. Again, without the two of you at this university. I don't think the athletic department would be where they are today. Uh, just a little side note, Carl's always out there to, in football. He's, they got a great grill out there in the parking lot, and they get to enjoy it. But usually Carl is at, this, at these sporting events taking pictures, Absolutely. and we uh, thank him for that. He can never get my good side. That's what Elise always tells me when he takes a picture. There, so, there but <laughs> there, You're right, Dave. There's not a good side. That's why I said that. But, again, from Mount St. Joseph University, and on our behalf, we really appreciate what you've done for the university. Thank you both. I assure thank you, you so the much. pleasure has all been ours. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, I know the next time I need an attorney or a help in my backswing, <laughs> I know where to go now. <laughs> I'm concerned. Is the backswing for the attorney or for? The <laughs> <laughs> well, good job, Dan. Thanks a lot for for handling that because, uh, uh, as we said, we want to talk to a lot of people around Mount St. Joseph here, especially during this homecoming celebration, and that's a situation there where. Uh, you know a little bit more about it than I do. Well, I had the pleasure of being at the homecoming or the uh, Hall of Fame dinner last night. And Mike Lovell, you know, I got to listen to him speak. He was a great speaker. But you, you interviewed him, and I loved it, Dave. You asked him what he's doing now. And he's giving back, which is part of the Mountain Mission. He is a firefighter in Lebanon, Ohio. Uh, him and his wife just had their first baby, I believe. And, uh, you know, congrats to Mike. I know I didn't, I was not at the Mount at the time, but I, as a former football player here, I always followed him, and I know Lovell was one of the best down here. And I followed him actually in high school a little bit because I was coaching at St. X, and he was playing at Lakota West. So we always keep an eye on those people that are having success, obviously, within the region. Those teams that he were on were pretty doggone good. Yes, they were. They were pretty amazing. I think they were 37-3 and in his four years here. 
And he was coached by one, you know, a, a future Hall of Famer, I hope, in the Rod Uber. Rod, you know, you talk about Mountain Dew and all these energy drinks. That's Rod Uber. I mean, if, if anybody would go to Rod Uber and say, hey, we need you to be a spokesperson for Monster or Mountain Dew or anything with caffeine in it, that's Rod Uber. We're going to get him on at halftime sometime this year because uh, he just has become my new Facebook and Twitter <laughs> friend here in the last couple of weeks. Would love to have him out here. You know, my basketball players tell me not to drink Mountain Dew or coffee. They say I have enough energy. But Rod, Rod makes it look like I'm sleeping. <laughs> 28 to 6 your score here at halftime. Bear and I will be back to take a look at stats and all the rest of what has happened in the first half. We'll do that when we come back after this. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative PicoWay laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Dave Mitchell and Dan Benjamin back here at Mount St. Joseph University. Let's take a look right now at the Division I scores that are going on around college football today. Texas Tech is leading Oklahoma State. They've just begun the fourth quarter of playing that one, 34-21. to Wisconsin, well, that's a final now. They blanked Kent State this afternoon, 48 to nothing. The Badgers really took it easy on the Golden Flashes. Michigan, with eight minutes to go in the ballgame, they lead by a touchdown over Iowa, 10-3. to Utah State losing to LSU, fifth ranked in the country, with ten and a half left to go in the ballgame, 42-6. to Penn State is leading Purdue 28-7 to in the Big Ten. Ten minutes to go in that ballgame. Oklahoma now has opened up a 35-7 to lead over Kansas. 4.23 remaining in the third. And that's a look at the scoreboard. Of course, as you know, Cincinnati won last night over UCF 27-24. And Ohio State will be playing tonight. And that will be against Michigan State at the Horseshoe. That game will get underway at 7.30. And you can see that game on ABC here this evening. That is their game of the week. Now, taking a look at the football games around the Heartland Conference this afternoon. Let's take a look at the scoreboard for that. And right now what we've got is Rose Hallman beating Franklin 14 to nothing. Nine and a half remaining to go in the first half of action. And Hanover at halftime is destroying Anderson 42 
to nothing. 42 to nothing. Hanover over Anderson. That's kind of a surprise there. Anderson just cannot seem to get out of their way this afternoon as they are down 42 to nothing. By the way, next week in the Heartland Conference, not only are the Lions going to be on the road at Manchester, but elsewhere in the conference, Rose Holman goes to Bluffton. Hanover will be at Defiance, and Anderson is on the road, and that game will be at Franklin next week. Well, the Lions got off the schneid very early in this ball game as they jumped out on top in the fourth in the first quarter, 14 to nothing. But they started out with 13:25 remaining, and we'll do that here in just a second. As now we turn things over to Dan Benjamin, and he'll be talking right away. Hey, thanks, Dave. We just want to uh, get another interview in here and welcome Chris Ragsdale to our booth. We appreciate everything he's done for the ACAC. Tell us a little bit about your experience with the ACAC conference. Oh, my gosh. You know, it was great experience. Uh, as you know, I was a commissioner for 10 years and, and now retired. But, uh, you know, from my perspective, best conference in the country for Division Three. Uh, great student athletes, great coaches, great administrators. Uh, it just wonderful experience and, and everything that's provided to student athletes here is just outstanding. We appreciate all the work you've done for the ACAC, Chris. Uh, talk to us a little bit about some of the experiences you had with all the sports and some memories you may have throughout the, your 10 years as the commissioner. Oh my gosh. You know, that's, that's the worst thing when somebody asks you to reflect back <laughs> on your career it. and talk about your best experience. Um, you know, to try to point to one experience is, is so difficult because there were so many. Uh, you know, the championship seasons, you know, when it comes down to that, and, you know, whether it's been a basketball championship or, or you know, a baseball championship, it just many, many great memories. Uh, the thing that I've always enjoyed about this conference and whether or not our championship teams were able to go on and be successful at the next level the quality of competition within this conference is outstanding. It just is outstanding. You know, and from sport to sport, the depth within the conference of talent and ability, um, I just... And I see it here today, and just so impressed. It, it continues to impress me. I have to agree with you there. You know, we're blessed to be a part of this HEAC conference. You know, my experience with you guys when I was Lauren Hill's coach, you guys were all in. And, you know, that really hit me hard, to, to me understanding. My dad and mom always told me, be around people that are quality people. When I saw that the ACAC did that for us, I knew I was in the right conference. I knew where I needed to be. And it doesn't just happen in our basketball program. As you said, it happens throughout. You know, I've watched some camaraderie out here. And even though the game's 28 to 6, you know, they start out, they want to be physical, they want to be dominating. But then at the end of the day, they all know they're here to play and compete. And you got to admit that that's what the ACAC is all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, in the years that I was commissioner, I think what we always tried to do was support what every institution was trying to do and, and always trying to find the ways that, you know, that we could contribute to the overall growth, development of the student athletes who played in all of our conference programs. I think probably one of the things, you know, when you ask me what most memorable experience, uh, you know, Probably to this day, what sticks out to me most is when we were able to create the opportunity with Special Olympics for unified bowling, and we actually made it a conference sport. 
and giving our student athletes at our institutions an opportunity to work with Special Olympics and, and in a way help our student athletes understand the greater responsibility that they will have and have to community and to the world as they graduate. Um, very pleased that we had that opportunity to bring that experience to this conference and to the young people that, that represent all of our institutions. We appreciate that, uh, Chris, and uh, thank you and bless you, and good luck in your retirement. Enjoy thank everything you, so you much. do. Thanks so much for having me. Thank appreciate you. it. Thank, thank you. you. So your score here at halftime, 28-6. to six. Lions on top of defiance. There's one thing, Bear, I would have really liked to have asked him, and that is the but we didn't have time. Uh, the situation going on in California right now with that bill for yes. the pay for play and how it could possibly trickle down into not only Division Two but Division Three athletics. That's, that's something that could very well, you know, things trickle down. Yeah, you're right. And if that happens, I got one year of eligibility left. I might have to come back as a 60 year old punter. No, I'm kidding. I got four. <laughs> I have four. Here we go. The Lions are going to receive the kickoff to begin the second half, and Defiance is going to squib it. It's going to be taken in by Austin Brock, and he will get it at the 46-yard line in Defiance territory. That's exactly what I talked about if you were listening to us in the first half. You know, Defiance is trying to gain momentum. They scored in the last possession of the first half. And that, the mount, you got to give the, the staff a little credit. They were ready for that onside kick. They were. So here we go to begin the third quarter of play. Lions on top of it, 28-6. And the Lions have it. They'll be going from left to right across your computer screen. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin here on Ultimate Sports Talk. Tomlin in the backfield. and He's got... Got him. Got he's him. got a receiver up wide on the right-hand side. That's Murphy, and Murphy couldn't hang on to the football. It was knocked away at the last second by... Albert Botemps. Great read by Tomlin. Murphy just couldn't haul it in. They had a, uh, they were in cover two, and then they rolled the safety up at the snap of the ball to blitz, and uh, Murphy got behind him by a step or two, but just couldn't haul that pass in. So the Lions going for broke here early in the second half of play. They'll send Panky, slot left, trips out to the far side now, ball in the near hash mark. And the Lions with Tomlin in the backfield. And he has got Beecham to the left of him. Fake handoff. Throws it out into the left flat. Complete to Panky. Picks up the block to the 40. 35, and he'll be dropped down at the 31-yard line. 14 yards on the completion and a first down for the Lions at the 31-yard line of Defiance. Great blocking out there by the receivers. That was Paul Miner. And uh, couldn't catch the other number. It was either 13 sample or 17. And that was Cooper, I believe. Cooper Earls. Tomlin in the first half was 14 of 21, 279 yards passing, four touchdowns. Big first half. He hit six last week, ten in the last two weeks. Handoff goes to Beecham. Beecham found nothing. Now cuts out to the right, gets a block by Tomlin to the 30, 25, picks up some more blocks, and he'll be inside the 20 and knocked out of bounds at the 17-yard line. You said it. Tomlin threw a little bit of a block there, and I'm sure when they see that on film, the coach is going to tell them don't ever do that again. Fourteen minutes left to go in this first half or third quarter, excuse me. Twenty eight to six. Lions on top of it, but they're driving here to begin the second half of play. Murphy is out wide right, Panky in the slot right, receivers out wide on the left hand side. Again, Beecham in the backfield. First time we've seen him do this all year. He started out the ball game there. Dropping back Tomlin. Looks to the right, throws it into the end zone to Panky and it is incomplete. 
just didn't have enough time there. That was a post-corner route by Panky, and uh, Tomlin had to get rid of the ball just a split second early. Otherwise, he would have had another touchdown pass. 13.35 remaining to go in the third quarter. Now, Kenhalt comes out of the ball game, and replacing him is Cooper Earls. Nick Murphy in the slot left. Paul Miner lines up on the left-hand side also. Coming out to the near side is Panky. He's the only receiver out to this near side. Beecham in the backfield. Boy, a lot of movement on the line. No call. Handoff goes to Beecham on the straight handoff. Touchdown. Inside the 10 Touchdown. and the 5. Oh. And he dives to the pilot. Touchdown. Touchdown. Beecham takes it in from the 17. And the Lions lead it 34-6. to Boy, he can really scoot. He is an amazing running back. But he has that little extra gear that you always want a running back to have. And he's got it. But... They caught defiance. I don't know what they were doing. It looked like they brought the safeties up the blitz and dropped the linebackers back, and they caught them in the right call there. And as you said, another touchdown for the Lions. So it is 34 to 6 on the Invisible Link Tattoo Remover scoreboard. 13:27 remaining. Dufresne in to attempt the extra point. Good snap. Ball is down. Kick is up. And the kick is good. 13:27 remaining in the third quarter. It's now the Mount 35 and Defiance 6. Minutemen Staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out, in most cases on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen Staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Well, the Lions... With the touchdown run by Cornell Beecham, with 13:27 left to go in this third quarter, now lead it 35 to six, and Murray will kick it off, and it will be taken in by Vorce, and Vorce will cut it upfield, and he'll take it across the 20 out to the 25 to the 26-yard line. Check that; that was not Vorce again. <laughs> that is Donye McNary, who is not on the two deep. <laughs> I think I've heard that out of you today a little bit. No comment anymore. I like the composure of Defiance, Dave. You know, they're down. They're, they're probably not going to win this game, but I look across the field. They're educating their defense. The offense is a little poised right now. You know, as a coach, you got to hope they go down and get some points on this series. Well, Matsakis took over an almost impossible situation. Manny Matsakis, the, the second-year head coach, he only took over the program a month before training camp began a year ago. I did hear that from one of his coaches, and that makes it tough to recruit. And Washington's going to throw it up the field to Geiger, and Geiger let it go right through his hands and incomplete at midfield. Boy, that wasn't that was a catchable pass, but it was not a very good pass from Washington. Right, it was behind him, but boy, he had time to throw that down the field. I don't know if that's a Speakman, and he slipped or whatever, but he was wide open. That should have been a touchdown. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 26. Defiance in their own territory. Washington 
has been the man all the way here today. We have not seen record in a quarterback. Washington, 7 of 20 passing, 88 yards, a touchdown, and an interception by Noah Abel. Washington, handoff up the middle to Wilkins, and Wilkins is going to be stopped at the 27 for maybe a yard gain. Yeah, not much there, Dave. I didn't get the uh, statistics on the first half, but they have not been very successful on third down. Yeah, third down efficiency for Defiance in that first half. They were 3 of 9 for 33%. They were 50% on fourth down efficiency, though, 2 for 4. So here we go, third down, nine yards to go, Washington. He's going to hand it off up the middle to Wilkins. Wilkins up the middle, right across the 30, maybe to the 31-yard line. That's a gain of four, and it brings up fourth down and about five yards to go for a defiance first down. And they're keeping the offensive unit on the field. That surprises me. You know, you got a chance to work on a couple things here. You know, some people would say, hey, coach, you're crazy there if they don't go for it. But you don't want to turn this ball over. On your own 31-yard line to the Mount offense today. Dan, they're going to go for it. On fourth down, five yards to go. Washington is in the backfield with Wilkins. Wilkins has been the big rushing attack today. He's got seven carries, 44 yards, but this is fourth and five. Fake handoff. Washington throws it out to the right Holy side. Complete on the play. And Gavin Edmondson almost came away with an interception, but Santora got the ball and was run out of bounds at the 39. That's seven on the completion and a first down. That was just a good pass. I mean, he was right there, as you said, and he just couldn't make the uh, interception, and the ball was just over the fingertips. Santora picks up the first down out to the 39-yard line. Defiance still in their own territory. 11.45 remaining. Hand off to Wilkins. Wilkins is going to be stopped up and brought down by Kandra at the 40-yard line for just a yard gain. 35-6, Lions. Not much there on the running game right now. So we'll see. Here comes the bowling ball, as you said, in the backfield for Defiance. That's Cameron Harris. A freshman he, out of Canton, Mississippi. He's a fire plug. Boy, if they can get him going north and south, he's going to be a tough man to bring down. And that's because Wilkins has got to leave the football game. He's being helped off the field. Looks like he may have done something to his right ankle. So Wilkins leaves. He's their leading rusher. Harris comes in with 11 carries on the afternoon, 41 yards. 11-18 remaining in this third quarter. Second down, eight yards to go from their own 41. The Yellow Jackets handoff, fake handoff. Washington pitches it out to Geiger around the right-hand side, up to the 42, maybe the 43-yard line. That's a gain of two. Excellent coverage by the Lions defense. Luger's come up and picked up the pitch man on that. I forget, I couldn't see who that number was on defense. It might have been Spencer. They picked up the quarterback in the option there. Just an excellent play by the defense. This defense has got a lot of speed on it. Yes, they do. They're, they're good. You know, I'd like to tell you they're great, but, you know, with them giving up that six at the half, right before the half, I would not be happy as a defensive coordinator. You know, maybe they were relaxed there and we played a little prevent. Third down, call it a long six yards to go. Washington, fake handoff, runs the pitch, and he's going to throw it into the flat, throw it right by Geiger incomplete. But you can't give, you can't give Washington... <laughs> Any you know, can't be critical of Washington because he was immediately hit by Sean Sullivan. Yeah, he was. Uh, he had nowhere to go with that, and uh, unfortunately exposed his ribs as he picked up the ball and tried to throw it and make a completion. So for the second time in this drive, Defiance will go for it on fourth down. It is fourth down. Call it a long six yards to go. 
short seven. Harris in the backfield. They're running the stack receivers out to the near side. Washington drops back. Now rolls out to the left. Heavy rush by Kandra. Washington is going to hit, get hit, and drop by Kandra back at the 36-yard line. Second sack of the day by Kandra. And the Lions will get the ball back on downs on a timeout. 10-18 left to go in this third quarter. It's now 35-6. Mount over the Defiance Yellow Jackets. Mount St. Joseph University is the Catholic University on a mission to give education greater purpose. Located on the west side of Cincinnati, the Mount is dedicated to helping students become competent, compassionate, critical thinkers, ready to make a meaningful impact on the world. Nearly 99% of those who earn a degree from Mount St. Joseph University are employed, enrolled in graduate studies, or volunteering within six months of graduation. Discover your mission by visiting msj.edu. Well, Carnell Beecham is going to get the handoff on the first play from the line of scrimmage. He takes it inside the 30 and will be run out of bounds inside the 25 down to the 20-yard line. That's going to be a gain of 15 yards on the play by Beecham and a first down for the Lions in Defiance territory. Just pure dominance up front. Uh, the Mount O line is definitely a better than the, the Defiance D line, but... They continue to block downfield. Sample, I think, had a nice block in there. And, uh, you know, when you do that, you're going to be very successful. 9.50 and running left to go in the third quarter. Tomlin with a 35-6 to lead moving towards the scoreboard. He's got Beecham in the backfield. Drops back, throws it out to Beecham into the left flat. Complete at the 20. Cuts up field, and he'll be dropped at the 16-yard line for a four-yard gain on the completion. That's a good little read by Tomlin. He had Paul Miner on the curl route, and the linebacker picked him up. So Tomlin just read his progression and threw it to Beecham out in the flat and picked up an easy 4-5. So that's a four-yard pickup on the pass completion. Brings up second down, six yards to go for the Lions. I'm a little selfish, Dave. I want to see him throw a touchdown. Well, he's already got four today. Beecham lines up to the left of him. Ball on the far hash mark. Tomlin with 11 on the play clock. Gets the snap. Now rolls out to the left. He's going to be hit as he throws. It's taken in by Beecham. Beecham took it off of his shoe. Top takes it to the five and is where the score. What a play. Tomlin read the blitz up the middle, unblocked. Spins out of it, has another man in their face, and still hits him for a touchdown. The Defiance coaches are screaming that that was taken off the turf. The officials are talking about it, but there was no call. There's no replay either, and that's going to go as a touchdown and makes it 41-6. to Well, I would love to ask Beecham about that one. He well, remember it. the one about from Anderson when he did the same thing? Yes. And they came back with a picture that showed that he did catch it. Yes. i tell you what, if he didn't catch it, he played it off well, and he just kept running as soon as he had the ball in his hands, and that's a great play by the young man. Dufresne makes the extra point, so with 8.57 left to go in the third quarter, it's now the Mount 42, Defiance 6. Miniman Staffing in Cincinnati has been helping companies large and small meet their production challenges for over 35 years. What makes Minutemen Staffing different? The people. Minutemen Staffing has learned never to take a customer for granted. We feel a sense of honor and humility, giving you an opportunity to work. Learn what sets us apart from the other staffing agencies. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing. Call today, 579-0010. 8.57 remaining to go in this third quarter to play, and the Lions on the fifth touchdown pass of the afternoon by Chayton Tomlin. Now lead it 42-6 to in this one. Tomlin, 314 yards, five touchdowns, 
no interceptions on the year. Tomlin has completed 65% of his passes. He's doing the same thing today. And now he has got 17 touchdown passes on the year and only one interception. That's amazing. McNary is back to set to return this one for Defiance takes it into the 6, to the 10, to the 15, to the 20, and he'll be racked up and brought down at the 23-yard line. 8.50 to go on the scoreboard. 42-6 to six here in the third quarter of play. You can just sit back, man, and anybody gets an opportunity to watch this or come out live and watch Tomlin, you'll be very impressed with the young man's ability to throw the ball. He's very poised in that pocket. And you've only got a couple more opportunities to do it. There's five home games this year. This is already our third. That's amazing how it flies by. It does. First and ten for Defiance at their own 23-yard line. Washington with Harris in the backfield, the bowling ball. Fake handoff. Washington keeps it around the right-hand side. He's going to take it to the 25, to the 30, and he'll be knocked around at the 33-yard line, out to the 34. He's got a gain of 11 and a first down. Nice run by Washington there. He is fleet of foot. Yeah, he, he hasn't had many yards today, has he? But, uh, you know, he's definitely got the ability to run with the ball, and maybe Defiance will do that a little bit more with the young man. You know, the thing with him, he may be the fastest quarterback in the Heartland. Well, I don't know. I know Coach has been doing it a long time. Maybe he'll exploit that a little bit more and let him run, but I don't know if he's got a true backup that can come in and help him. Washington, seven carries on 13 yards. And the handoff goes to Harris. He's going to be hit at the 33, a drop for a yard loss. Gavin Edmondson came up from his safety position. He's getting a lot of playing time today. And also, it was brokering in there with the tackle also. J.J. Courtney also got his nose in there. Courtney, boy, he is huge from Independence, Kentucky. One of the nose guards, a freshman. He's going to be really good in a couple of years. That's good. He's getting some playing time here. Get that experience. So it brings up second down, 10 yards to go from the 34. Washington lost the handle of the football. Ball loose on the field. And it looks like Washington got it. No, the Lions did come away with it. That's Spencer. Spencer Kandra. Kandra came away with the football. The Lions will take it over in the... Defiance territory at the 30, and the Yellow Jackets have another player down. One of the offensive linemen down at the line of scrimmage. 7.33 remaining to go in this third quarter of play. We've got an injury timeout on the field. Your score from Schuler Field. It's now the Mount 42 and Defiance 6. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. So the Lions, after the fumble recovery by Spencer Kandra, have the football back. That was Tavon Carson Payton. Tavon Carson Payton, a freshman from Loganville, Georgia, that was injured. But he went off with the help of the trainer off to the sideline. 
Let's see here. This might be Tomlin's last series if he can throw another touchdown or get them out in the end zone there. 7.33 left to go in this third quarter. Lions lead it 42-6, and the Lions have it first and 10 at the Defiance 30. Dropping back Tomlin on first and 10, throws it out into the flat, incomplete to Nick Murphy. Had it in his hands, just couldn't bring it in. Second and 10. That's not many drops for Murph on the year. He's usually a reliable receiver, and he's disappointed as a young man. <laughs> Shows his frustration on the sideline. Just I just don't like seeing that out of him. He's a, he's a good receiver, and he's got to keep his head up. Good kid, too. We had him on the pregame show a couple of weeks ago. His parents lived down in Georgia. His dad was up here in Covington just a couple of weeks ago. Second down, 10 yards to go. Dropping back, Tomlin throws it into the right side, and it is complete to Cooper Earls at the 25-yard line. Another short gain, but five yards brings up third and five. 7-18 and running left to go in the third quarter on a beautiful Saturday afternoon here in Cincinnati. Absolutely gorgeous out. And as you said, the word beautiful, you look at the scoreboard, that's beautiful in the Lions' favor. Cooper Earls comes out to the right-hand side. Ayler, slot right, the freshman. Panky is out wide to the left-hand side. And Brock is in the slot to the left-hand side. Trevor Tomey in the backfield for the Lions. To the right, now moving in motion is Panky. Drops back Tomlin. Tomlin throws it out to the right side, complete to Panky at the 20. Tries to juke inside, does inside the 15, and he'll be bounced out of bounds at about the 14-yard line. Great little throw and catch right there by Tomlin, you know, and he makes a great move. 11 yards on the completion and another first down for the Lions. Tomlin, 19 of 28 passing today. 320, or 330 yards, excuse me. First down for the Lions, 6.25 left to go in the third. And they lead it handily, 42-6. to Yeah, they get to do whatever they want, Dave. The defense for Defiance is just, uh, they're pretty much done right now just because they're being dominated up front. Tommy moves from the right to the left of Tomlin. Ball in the far hash mark, trips to the near side for the Lions. Tomlin, audibleizing at the line of scrimmage. Now he's going to run the pitch out around the left-hand side to Tommy, inside the 15 to the 10. He'll be brought down at about the 9. That's a 6-yard gain for Trevor. And it brings up 2nd down and about 4 yards to go for a Lion first down. A lot of faith in Tomlin, and that's due to him being a senior uh, on this team. He checked out of that play they had called, ran an option to his left, which exposes his throwing shoulder on his right side. Did a great job, got rid of the ball, and allowed him to pick up about 5 or 6. 5.30 left to go in the 3rd. Panky in motion to the line of scrimmage. Drops back. Tomlin looks underneath. Now throws it in the end zone. He's got Brock. Touchdown! In the left corner of the end zone. And for Austin Brock, his first collegiate college score. Very good. Play calling right there. It's the one they scored on earlier to give Tomlin his number six of the day. But it was just a simple out and a post-corner route. Austin Brock, the 5'10", 168-pound wide receiver from Gainesville, Georgia, East Hall High School, gets his first touchdown of his collegiate career. And with 5'25 remaining in the third quarter, the Lions have opened up a 48-6 lead. And then Dufresne adds the extra point. 5'25 remaining here from Schuler Field in Cincinnati. It's now Mount St. Joseph 49, Defiance 6. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. 
The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Back at Schuler Field here in the third quarter to play. The Lions are on top of it now, 49-6. to Chayton Tomlin, six touchdown passes for the second consecutive week. 20 of 29, 339 yards, no interceptions. He's got 18 touchdown passes on the here bearing four games. Got to be impressed with the guy. I mean, like I said, his senior leadership has shown all year long. He got a short kick out of Ryan there. McNary, it's going to be taken in at the 13-yard line on a fair catch by Defiance, and it will take it out to the 25-yard line on the fair catch inside the 20. So it'll be first and ten for the Yellow Jackets at their own 25-yard line. Lions today, 407 yards of total offense. Just amazing. They've controlled both sides of the ball, let's be honest, Dave. You and I sat here and watched it all day, and our defense is so remarkably good. They just choose times when they want to take a break, you know. And if they can go out and dominate the second half, I'm sure Coach put a little fire in them and giving up that touchdown right before half. And, uh They've done it so far to see if they can do it again and, you know, get us another opportunity in the red zone. Reggie Washington still in at quarterback for Defiance, and he will hand off up the middle, and that goes to Wilkins, who's back into the ball game now at running back. He'll be tripped up at the line and falls forward for a couple of yards out to the 27-yard line, second down eight. Just not much moving in that front line there for the Defiance Yellow Jackets, and, you know, part of that's due to... Second-year head coach trying to implement his offense, and the other part is really due to our defensive front four there doing their job. Well, you think the Mount is running it up against Defiance here today, 49-6? to Wait till after this play. I'll tell you another one. Washington is going to fake a handoff, pitches it out around the right-hand side to Geiger. Geiger is going to be hit at the 25, dropped at the 26. Maybe no gain on the play, third down eight. Hanover is... With 6:33 left to go in the third quarter, is beating Anderson 63 to nothing. Wow, they're really running it up. And Rose has got a 14 to seven lead over Franklin at the start of the third. Here it is, 49 to six, 4:20 left to go in the third. Third down, a long seven yards to go for the Yellow Jackets. Wilkins in the backfield, out of the pistol behind Washington. Receivers out wide on both sides. Washington drops back, looks to the left, looks to the right, throws it up the right side, going tried to go to Vorce again against Abel, and it was too far for Vorce to catch up to, and it's incomplete, and it'll bring up fourth down for Defiance. Great coverage by Abel there, knowing he had a cover two over the top, and Luger's, you know, was over the top waiting for that ball. Uh, obviously, Abel's given up some height there, but he's done a great job today. He's a very disciplined young man on defense, and you love seeing that out of your corner. So, Vorce is going to stay in the ball game, but he's going to punt the football away. With 4.05 left to go, dropping back Troy Speakman. Defiance has not relied upon him, even though the score is big. Vorce has not punted it away, and he's going to take a couple of steps to his left, get a sidewind kick up the Should field. Should be a flag on it that It will one. take a 
Mount St. Joseph bounce inside the 45 and be down at the 44-yard line. So that's where the Lions will start, first and 10, at the 44 of their in their own territory. Boy, I thought for sure they were going to throw a flag on defiance. The uh, man for the mount was doing a little blocking downfield, but it was legal, and he got him up underneath his face mask and was shoving it for about 8 yards, 9 yards, 10 yards, and nobody saw it. Michigan won today 10-3 to over Iowa. That's a little upset, isn't it? Well, Iowa was ranked 14th, Michigan 19th, so if you look at it that way, yes. <laughs> Tomlin still in the ballgame. Handoff to Michael Williamson around the left-hand side. Struggles forward on first and 10 from the 44. Gets it across the 45, out to the 46. Gain of two. Second down eight. Let's see if we can get that last touchdown pass out of Tomlin here. Second down, eight yards to go. His record, I don't think he's going to break it today, is nine. Yeah, I don't think they're going to give him the chance to do that. You <laughs> and know. If he breaks nine, that's a national record too, by the way, Bear. Here it Dropping is. Dropping back, Tomlin drops it off into the left flat to Williamson. Williamson at midfield to the 40, to the 35, to the 30. Cuts back to the inside, struggles forward, and he's going to be bounced out of bounds inside the 30 of Defiance at the 26-yard line. I've been talking about Tomlin's composure and poise in the pocket, and man, did he have it there. He had a blitzer coming in, unblocked, stayed in the pocket, threw a bullet right to the receiver, and took a hit. Three minutes remaining in this third quarter. Lions lead it 49-6. to Their high-water mark points-wise this year was last week, 50. They've got first and 10 at the Defiance 26-yard line. Tomlin? False high start. High snap, and there's a false start on the Lions. Well, I'll tell you what, Bear, this is one thing about this game. It has not had many penalties in it. I was just thinking the same thing, and I jinxed us. That is actually the first penalty against the Lions in this game. The penalty is a I guess if you're Coach Hop, you can live with that, right? One penalty a game. Let's hope that cleaned it all up. I know they're going to be putting subs in here probably in that fourth quarter. Hopefully they can keep it rolling. Better than the last time we were at home against Anderson. Yes. At 18. First down, 15. Ball back to the 32-yard line. To the left is Williamson. Dropping back Tomlin. Heavy rush. Throws it out on the left flat to Williamson. And he's going to be hit right at the 30. Maybe got inside the 30 for a gain of about three on the play. And it'll bring up second down and about 14 yards to go. Yeah, they dug themselves a little bit of a hole here, you know, with the penalty. And he had to take the quick hitter there and didn't have much room to go with that. But uh, I like Tomlin right here throwing the ball down the middle of the field. I'm sure they're going to give him a cover two looks. So they're going to have to have a double move on the receiver. But uh, I do like him taking the shot to the end zone. I don't think there's a defense in this fourth year of Tomlin starting a quarterback that he hasn't seen yet. Uh, probably not. He showed his he can handle whatever they throw at him. And you're you're right. They're in that cover too. Williamson to the right, dropping back is Tomlin. Throws out in the right side, complete. That's to Cooper Earls at the 25 yard line. He's got a gain of five on the play, but it'll bring up third down and about nine yards to go for the Lions. Now, keep in mind, that's not much because earlier in the ball game they scored on a fourth and 29. <laughs> yeah, anytime you've got Tomlin with the ball in his hands, you got to be aware that he might score. He's just that good. Hopefully the young man can continue to stay healthy the rest of this year and lead the Lions. You know, it, when they go to Hanover or Hanover comes here, that's going to be a big game. Third down, nine yards to go at the 25. 
Tomlin with bug into the ball game. He's going to throw it out to the left side, and it is complete on the play. The Lions got it, and they've got it down to the 15, maybe the 14-yard line for a first down. Was that Cooper Earls? I believe yes. it was. Just Cooper. smart play by Tomlin. Cooper Earls picked up the first down on the reception. He could have held that a split second longer, Dave, and threw it to the end zone and have a shot at a touchdown, but he, he let Cooper gather the ball in, and Coop did the rest of the work in getting that first down. One minute and running left to go in the third quarter. Lions lead at 49-6. Bug to the right of Tomlin. Ball on the far hash mark. Trips out to the near side. Now Bug moves to the left side of Tomlin. Tomlin takes the snap. Throws it out into the right flank. Complete to Pinky. Picks up a block to the 10. To the 5. Puts his nose down and gets to the 2. Or are they going to say now there's a flag down? Back near the line of scrimmage. Over where, well actually, where Pankey cut inside the 10-yard line. And let's see what the penalty is. It's going to be against the Lions. Did you pick up what the signal was, Bear? I did not. All I picked up was a holding. They did not give the number. Okay, so it is holding against the Lions, and it's about where Panky caught the football. So it will actually take it back to the 19-yard line and bring up first down and 14 yards to go. Pretty sure that would have been one of the receivers in the slot blocking downfield. But, you know, I think Panky wanted that touchdown more than Tomlin because I think he's aware of this might be number seven. <laughs> Receivers out wide on both sides. Tomlin looks to middle, the right, throws over middle. the middle, complete to Panky, and then he let it go right through his hands and incomplete. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That was another touchdown right there. Right there. 24.2 seconds to go in the third quarter. 49-6 Lions. The clock stops on the incompletion, and Panky will come out of the ballgame. We talk about experience and poise and all that good stuff, you know, Dave, but I just watched the entire offense when Pinky dropped that ball and not one player got upset, even Tom, and that shows you what kind of chemistry this team has. The only time I've ever seen Tom get really upset was after the first drive last week against Franklin when his receivers had some miscommunication. After that, they didn't seem to have any problems. Well, that's good. Tomlin on second and 14, ball at the 20, just inside the 20 of Defiance. Drops back, Tomlin looks upfield. He's got a lot of green, cuts to the right-hand side to the 20, to the 15, hurdles, and goes out of bounds at the 13. Boy, oh boy, when you see him do that, the franchise landing on his head out of bounds, you kind of go, what? Oh, my. I think that's the biggest hit I've seen Tomlin take in four years. I'm looking for Hopperton down there to see if his chest is still beating in the right rhythm. Woo! Holy cow. Yeah, and that's going to be the end of the third quarter, and I think after that one, Tomlin needs to have a little break. That's the end of three here from Schuler Field on homecoming, and your score, it's the Mount 49, Defiance 6. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, ink analytics is able to predict the number of treatments 
you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Dave Mitchell, Bear Benjamin back here at Schuler Field on Ultimate Sports Talk. As we head into the final stanza of play, Lions lead at 49-6. to here this afternoon, and Tomlin is going to stay in the ball game. This might be his last series, especially after the cardiac arrest that he almost put Tyler Hopperton and Caleb Carilli on the sidelines on that last play. Third down, seven yards to go for the Lions. They're going from right to left across your computer screen at the 12-yard line of defiance. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin breaks out of the pocket, cuts it up the middle. He's got it to the 10, and he's going to be brought down from behind at the 6-yard line. Ball came loose, but the officials blew it dead. Yeah, very fortunate, Dave, that they did blow that dead. So it will be fourth down, goal to go, and let's see what the Lions decide to do. Well, not fourth down, goal, I should say. Excuse me. It's going to be fourth down, less than a yard, Bear. Yeah, that's the reason they're probably staying out there. I'm sure they're aware that they get him another touchdown, even though you don't want to think that. Tomlin on first down. First down, gets it down to the five. That's Williamson took the inside handoff. Let's see if he marks him short. Oh, boy. Nose of the football is right. He was well over the five, wasn't he, Dan? I believe he was, but they're going to measure this thing. That's only the second time they've measured this year in four games, believe it or not. And let's see what they, the Lions on fourth down, they're either going to have it goal to go or it will be turned over to Defiance on downs. But there, that's a poor spot. I, he did not get a favorable <laughs> spot at all. No. Now, I saw that in the UC game last night, and they finally went back to review it, which I couldn't understand. They waited for UC to call timeout. Let's see. They're going to string out the, and he's going to be shy Good. by about half the football. Oh, boy. I'm not so sure that was a good spot. He was well inside the five, and they put him just shy of the five. So, anyway, first down, ten yards to go. For Defiance, they take it over deep in their own territory, just outside the five-yard line. And that's where Defiance will take it over. They've moved the football this afternoon. Unfortunately, they have not been able to put many points on the scoreboard. Only six here today. Yeah, a little bit of inexperience over there. I think they may have four seniors on the uh, offensive side, but uh, you can tell they're just not in sync together. I think that's going to be the last you'll see of Chayton Tomlin at quarterback today with those six touchdown passes. No interceptions. Into the ball game now, Cole Recker. Recker comes in. He played a lot last week. Handoff Goes up the middle, and that is to Wilkins. And Wilkins is going to struggle across the five out to about the seven-yard line. Now is when we really need a roster. <laughs> <laughs> you might have a better chance at that now than you did at the beginning of the game. That run was made by Justin Caballero. Caballero from 
Riverview, Florida, a 5'9", 200-pound sophomore. He took the handoff, game two. We got some subs in there, too, Dave, at the safety spot, and I believe one corner. I know us, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just let him make Lions, you. I have no idea. <laughs> Wrecker, back in his own Bumble. end zone. He's going to be hit. He's oh. going to be dropped back at the three-yard line. Boy, oh, boy, and again with the sack on the play, that's Alvin he, Burke. He's getting up slow. Well, Wrecker's been sitting on the sideline for the entire ball game. And when you got Alvin Burke falling on top of you from Fairfield High School, the sophomore, boy, that's a load. Yeah, 220-pounder coming down. He hit him legally. I mean, he came from behind. He almost caused a fumble. No disrespect to Alvin Burke. I'm sorry. There is no way he's 220. Well, I don't know. Maybe I can't read. (laughs) No, that's what it says. That he's 220, but he cannot be 220. I'm sorry. We're going to have to weigh him after the game and see where he's at. (laughs) To weigh him, you're going to have to take him to a trucking firm. (laughs) Holy cow. He definitely plays bigger than 220 on that D-line. I'm going to tell you right now, if he's 220, I'm 125. There's no way. (laughs) But he is a load. Yeah, yeah. And has a great future here at the Mount. Well, he, his future is here. So it's going to be third down and call it a, 11 yards to go. And Washington has got to come back in because Wrecker had to leave the ball game after being crunched by Burke. Caballero, he's going to get the handoff up the middle across the five out to the seven-yard line. That's a gain of five, and it'll bring up fourth down. Yeah, it's a tough situation if you're defiant. You know, you got to finish the game. Obviously, you can't just say, hey, we're done. you got to somehow keep this team motivated to keep competing. They're young, and those youngsters are going to get a shot right now for the next 12 minutes and 50 seconds, and they got to prove, you know, they're going to compete for a spot. So it'll be fourth down, call it seven yards to go, and Boris will drop back into his own end zone to return this punt. Troy Speakman in his own territory near the 40 to return it. Twelve and a half remaining to go in the ball game. We're at Manchester next week. Good snap. Vorce left foots it up, and it's a high end over end kick that'll hit at the forty in Mount Territory. What? Take a defiance bounce and be downed at the forty-three yard line. Twenty-nine yard punt. And that's where the Lions will take over in Defiance territory, and you're going to see Kyle Prophet in the ball game at quarterback. The sophomore from Milford transferred in from Findlay. Prophet taking over for Tomlin. Tomlin, what a day he had here today. Yeah, you'd like to keep him in, but you know that the staff here at the, at the Mount St. Joseph University, Hop does a great job. He realizes the game's under control. Yes, he could get a record for a seventh touchdown today, but why take that risk after he... Gave him a heart attack on the last series. Prophet hands it off to Elijah Bug around the left-hand side, and he's going to struggle forward inside the 40, down to the 35-yard line for a gain of eight. Prophet, 6'2", 205-pound sophomore. As we said, from Goshen High School here near Cincinnati in Milford. Went to Findlay last year, transferred back to the Mount this season, and he's the heir apparent to the job next year. Well, that's good to see. I mean, he's a nice, tall young man, 6'2", at quarterback. Hand off to Bug, cut to the middle, and then out to the left-hand side. He's going to be upended at the 30-yard line. That's a gain of five yards on the play and a first down for the Lions. 
The tough part for Profit here is you know they're going to hand this ball off 90% of the time, so you don't get to really see what he can do under pressure in the pocket. But, uh, you know, you get him comfortable. You get him used to what they got going on out there and uh, groom the young man, as you said, to take the position next year. Bug to the right of Profit. Ball on the near side. Dropping back Profit. Throws it out to Bug on the right side. Complete at the 30. Cuts up field, and he's going to be dropped at the 27-yard line. First completion of the afternoon for Profit for a couple of yards. Brings up second and eight. A great safe call right there. You know, your coach Kaylee, offensive coordinator, you're like, let's get his feet wet. Let's toss him a short one, yard behind the line of scrimmage, and let Bug do his thing. And keep the clock running. 11.01 remaining. Lions will be going their, taking their record up to a 4-0 mark, 2-0 in the Heartland Conference when this one's all over. Second down, nine yards to go. Ken Hall out wide to the left-hand side. Earl's out wide to the right. Brock slot right with Bug in the backfield. Profit's going to throw. Looks up the left side. He's got a receiver. Oh, nice That's ball. complete to Ayler across the 20, inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. Boy, you're right there. That was a nice throw. That's You know, the kid got an opportunity there, and Profit went ahead and showed you what he's got, and he uh, stayed in the pocket and made a great pass. Well, he competed for the job at Findlay a year ago. Got edged out. Decided he wanted to come home, and he's got all the tools. Yes, he does. Problem is, he's got a national championship caliber quarterback in front of him. Well, he's got to be ready because you never know what football is going to bring to you. First every and down. ten, Profit's going to keep it right up the middle on the keeper inside the 15 to the 13-yard line. It's going to be a gain of about five on the play for Kyle Profit, and it will bring up second down and five yards to go. Nice run by Kyle there. Like to see him get his first TD pass. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that right here, Dave. You know, it's not rubbing it in. You're just getting a young man an opportunity to have a little success. Profit with bug to the left, ball right in the middle of the field. Second and five, just inside the 15. Fake handoff. Now he gives it off to Bug, and Bug is going to struggle forward. Coughed up the football, but he already had his knee down. It'll take it to the 14-yard line, and it brings up a third down, four yards to go. Bug's going to leave the ball game, and coming in now is Griffin Appleman. We'll, we'll see a little pass here. I don't know if it'll be a pass in the end zone or a swing pass, something safe, but I'd like to see him. You know, he had a matchup on that last uh, formation. Hopefully they'll come out and get the same thing, and he can get a one-on-one situation. Appleman was the offensive scout player of the week two weeks ago. Receivers out wide on both sides on third down, four yards to go for the Lions from the 14 of Defiance. Dropping back Profit. Oh. Looks over the left-hand side, throws the ball into the end zone, and falling down on the play is Jake Ayler near the goal line and couldn't come up with the pass. And now the Lions will bring in the field goal unit. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. We had uh, a guy from each team on the uh, turf there, but no flags came out. I think Prophet will see in the film session that he probably should have went to his right. He had solo coverage up top and had a better situation to hit somebody in the end zone. So they'll spot the ball at the 21-yard line. It'll be a 31-yard attempt by Spencer Dufresne, who is 3 of 5 in field goals this year with a long of 44. Gets a foot into that one, yep. drills it up, and it is good. 31-yard field goal is good by Dufresne. 8.47 remaining in the game. It's now the mount, 52. 
Defiance 6. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. 8.47 remaining to go in the ballgame here from Delhi Avenue campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Lions lead it 52-6. to McNary back set to return. Got the sun in his eyes. and Murray is going to kick it off. It'll be a short kickoff taken in by Geiger at about the 15 to the 20. Cuts to the near side to the 30, 35. Holding. Got a block. There'll be a hold called. And then Geiger gets across midfield and he'll be bounced out of bounds inside the 45 of Mount Territory. But there's a flag all the way back to the 37. Yeah, it'll be a hold against Defiance. Yeah, I think Geiger even saw the flag come out as he got across midfield. Instead of trying to make a move, he just went out of bounds. So it's a hold against Defiance, and they will be backed up into their own territory. Some scores out of the Heartland Conference. Hanover, we told you, with nine minutes to go in the ball game, they lead at 63 nothing over Anderson. And Rose Holman has opened up a 21-14 lead over Franklin with 6.19 left to go in the third. The reason that one is so far behind everybody is because it started at 2. 8.36 remaining. 52-6, to six, Mount. I don't know, Dave, if you got this information, but when's the last time Franklin lost two games in a season? In the Let alone in the conference. In the conference? Uh... I can look that up, but I believe it was like four years ago. They still won the conference, but I believe it was four years ago, which is an oddity. I may be wrong on that, but into the ballgame now, quarterback, new quarterback in for Defiance, and that is Cartier Love, a freshman out of Dayton, Ohio, 6'3", 205 pounds, and Love lost the handle but then dropped on it at about the 21-yard line for a loss of four. Brings up second down, 14. Yeah, just didn't concentrate there. I know he's a young freshman, but, you know, when it's your chance to go in, you got to be ready to go. I know you're down 52-6. to six. You're not going to win the game. But you know what? This is your chance to show on film that you can do the job. Eight minutes exactly left to go in the ball game. Lions lead it easily, 52-6 to six here this afternoon. They're... Largest point total of the season in any game. Dropping back is Love. Looks out to the right. Intercepted in the play by the Lions to the 20. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Drew Sherman. Drew Sherman, the sophomore out of Alpharetta, Georgia, took it in for the score. And the Lions for the second consecutive week 
get a touchdown interception return, and they lead it now 58-6. to uh, you got to be impressed, Dave. You know, that's the backups in there, and I know they're going against Defiance's backups, but Drew did a great job of reading the situation and getting out and underneath that flat route, and he was standing right there, his love threw it, and picked it, went in the end zone untouched. Now coming in to attempt the extra point, it's going to be Kyle Farsing. Farsing from Harrison. He'll come in for the first time this year. Nice. He will kick it up and drills it right through the upright. 7.45 left to go in the ball game. It's now your score. Mount 59, Defiance 6. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. So the Lions, after the interception returned by Drew Sherman, lead it by a score of 59-6. to And they will be kicking it away in defiance. We got here just a couple hours before kickoff. Talked to their coaching staff. They got up at 6.30 this morning, but got a late start. That's a tough drive. I know we do it in basketball. We leave at 7 to play a 1 o'clock basketball game. But to be out here in the sun, I know it's beautiful out, but you're still wearing all those pads. That's a long drive. My parents live up in that area, and going up 75, holy cow. Yeah, that's an adventure in itself. (laughs) It is. So Murray will kick it off for the Lions, and it will be taken in. By McNary at the 5, to the 10, 15, 20, cuts it right up the middle, to the 30, 35, 40, cuts to the left-hand side. He's going to be tripped up and brought down at the 50-yard line by Ken Holt. Boy, that was a touchdown-saving tackle. Yes, it was. All he had after that was Murray. And uh, I'm not so sure Ryan wanted to go tackling, but, uh, you know, that's a great run. Yeah, we bring up 75. Just getting here from Fairfield today was an adventure. (laughs) I saw I saw a post on Facebook the other day. It was the professor, Doc, from Back to the Future. Okay. Said, I just got back from the year 2057, and I-75 is still under construction. <laughs> Hopefully the Bengals will have a, a winning team in 2057. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they got a shot tomorrow. Well, we thought they had a shot on Monday. Defiance has got a new quarterback in the game, and they throw the ball out to Vorce, and Vorce has got it at the 45-yard line of Mount St. Joseph. You're going to come up with a name? Do we have that young man's name for Defiance? Yeah, I just got to get to their website again. <laughs> Devin Hewitt. Hewitt from Trenton, New Jersey. I believe that's who it is. They got a kid from New Jersey and a kid from Hawaii? Well, they've got this kid as a running back. But if the roster is correct, that's who this, that's who this is, a quarterback. He threw a nice ball there. Hewitt. Fake handoff, he's going to keep it around the right side. Now he's going to throw it out to the right flat, and it is complete on the play to the wide receiver out there. And that is Santora, and he's inside the 40, and he'll be downed at the 37-yard line, and that's a first down. Smart play by you, and he wasn't going anywhere on the run. He had a guy in front of him, and he's not a very fast young man, but uh, he did a great job reading what was in front of him and got rid of the ball. In the background... Backfield is Lamar Jennings from Dayton, Ohio. 
Dropping back Hewitt. Hewitt's a left-hander. Now he's going to roll out to the left. He's going to be hit Ooh. behind the line and brought down by the shoulder pads. That, that could have been... To the men. Yeah. Could have been a horse collar, but no call. Loss of two. Brings up second down, 12 yards to go. Back to the 38. It's been pretty much a clean game on the on the field there. Not much uh, of that laundry being thrown around today, but uh, that one definitely could have been called in our eyes up here. Hayden McMullen with the tackle. McMullen, a sophomore out of Crestwood, Kentucky. A lot of sophomores on this Mount team. A lot of freshmen on this Defiance team. So next year should be a pretty interesting game. Absolutely. you got to be impressed with these young men getting opportunities. and we got some talent. Dropping down, Hewitt throws it over the middle. It's partially blocked at the line of scrimmage and incomplete. 5.42 remaining in the ball game. 59-6, Lions. Next week we are at Manchester. I'm sure Manchester's back home getting ready if they're not here scouting. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure what Manchester brings in that game going into next week. Well, they were 0-1 and 1-3 heading into this bye week. So they've got two weeks to prepare for this mound attack. Third down, 12 yards to go. Hewitt in the backfield, drops back, looks up the middle. He's going to be hit, breaks away, flips it out into the right side, and it is incomplete to Geiger. Boy, you you know, he's got a knack back there for himself to know when to get rid of the ball. He's not going to outrun anybody. He almost reminds me of Lorenzen back there when he gets up. A little skinnier, yeah. 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 He's got that frame. Yeah, he does. And it's going to be fourth down, 12 yards to go. From the 38 of the mount. And Hewitt in the backfield. And he has got Caballero back there. Fake handoff. Hewitt is going to throw it up ball. the left-hand side. And it is going to be incomplete. Almost intercepted in the backfield by Brandon Green. But he couldn't come down with it. So Defiance turns it over on downs. And the Lions will have it first and ten at their own 38-yard line. 5.25 remaining to go in the ballgame. It's one of those ones. You're, you know, you're a backup, Dave. You, you got a chance to... Put yourself in the stat line with an interception, but as a coach, you're going, thank God you didn't pick it. We, we just gained about 30-some yards. So Prophet has got Bug in the backfield with him off to the right. The Lions have gone deep in their receiver core here this afternoon in the second half. The handoff goes off. Oh, my. Check that. That was not Bug. Into the ball game, Griffin Appleman, and Appleman cut it across the 45 out to the midfield stripe. He's got a gain of 12 and a first down for the Lions. That's a nice little run by him. I'm going to give him a little breather. Well, they're very impressed with him. Like we said, he was the offensive scout team player of the week two weeks ago, but they're impressed with him. He got some action a couple weeks ago against Anderson. He did a nice job hitting the hole. He should have been tackled for a loss, but he kept them legs going. Five minutes to go in the ballgame. Profit throws out on the right-hand side, and it is complete across midfield to the 48-yard line. And that's a catch by Devin Bradley. It's a nice ball by Profit, you know. I know people are going to say, why are you throwing the ball up 59-6? to But that's a safe pass for him, and he led that receiver there so he could get upfield. Not much, but he got upfield. I don't think Caleb Carrill's got more than five running plays in his playbook. He only has those <laughs> when there's about a minute left to go in the game, right. I think. Handoff goes around the right-hand side. That's Jake Kilgore out of Batavia, West Claremont High School. 
And he's going to be cut down at the 47-yard line for a gain of two. Brings up third and eight. You talked about it. You know, not much running out of this offense. I have a chance on campus to talk to Caleb and Hop all the time, uh, once or twice a week. And Caleb told me, I said, what did you do differently in the offseason? He said, Coach, we studied the New England Patriots. And I said, that's a great one to study. They tried to mirror themselves after them on their offensive side, and they've done a pretty good job this year of it. Third down, eight yards to go. Ball at the 48 of Defiance. Dropping back profit. Looks straight down the middle. He's got a receiver that is complete to Brock. Brock across the 40, inside the 40, and upended at the 37-yard line. That's going to be 11 on the completion and a first down for the Lions. There you go. We talked about it. Profit went through his progressions, and just like Brady does in New England's offense, he took the underneath route, took the safe throw, but the pinpoint accuracy on that pass is what led them to that first down. First down, 10 yards to go for the mount. At the Defiance 37-yard line, 3.27 and running left to go. Lions lead it 59-6. Profit, handoff around the left-hand side, inside the 35, down to the 34-yard line, is Mariano McKenzie. McKenzie, a freshman running back out of Apollo High School in Owensboro, Kentucky. We might get lucky and see one more pass. I think they get another first down, they're just going to take a knee. Tell you what, Hop and his staff, they just continually recruit right down that corridor through Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia. They've done a great job, obviously. And uh, what they're doing is working for them, so hopefully they can keep that going. McKenzie in the backfield with Profit. Receivers out wide on second down, seven yards to go. Profit, handoff to McKenzie off the right guard. He'll take it to the 30. A lot of explosion out of the running backs right now for the Lions. Of course, that defiance defense is really spent. McKenzie's going to leave the ball game now, and in is Jake Kilgore. He's back into the ball game. Third down, three yards to go for the Lions from the 30-yard line of defiance, and we're at 210 and running. By the time they snap this ball, it'll be under two minutes. Yeah, they're, they're really slow on starting that play clock, so they can use a lot of the time here. Third down three. Profit. He's going to run oh, the option to it. the right. He's got the first down fake pitch. He's inside the 25, and he'll be brought down at the 21-yard line. Gain of about nine on the play for Kyle, and that is a first down for the Lions. And like you said, Barry, you may just see the Lions take a knee from here on uh, out. If, you, if you're a coach, you, that's what you're telling the offensive coordinator, and I'm sure everybody down there is telling them, hey, we're going to run the clock. Take a knee. Let's not be disrespectful here. Been in that position before, you know. You don't want to have anybody get upset if you score another touchdown. So uh, hopefully they take their time here. 135 remaining. It is first down 10 from the 22. Handoff. Around the right-hand side is McKenzie. And McKenzie is going to be run out of bounds at the 15-yard line. That's a gain of seven on the play for McKenzie. Yeah, they didn't call him out of bounds. The referee, the headlinesman, said he was in bounds. They're going to keep the clock running. Uh, at, at some point in time, Dan, you've got to follow the rule. Well, yeah, but at some point in time, you know, that young man, I know he's getting his playing time, but he's got to stay in bounds, and every coach has taught him that. Right. And now they stopped the clock. They stopped it because Defiance has to get a guy off the field. There we go. For an injury, and the trainer's going right over to see what's in, going on with him. A minute nine to go. So the clock stopped, dropping back profit. He's going to throw. Throws it into the end zone. Oh, and it's incomplete, and it should be interference, and there will be no penalty flag. And, again, I say it. 
if you're going to call it one way, you've got to call it the other. Yeah, That was yeah, an easy but, pass uh, interference penalty. But, you, you know, the officials are over here probably looking at the mouth sideline going, why are you throwing the ball with a minute and something to go? That's not out. up to them to decide. Yes, you are right, 100%. But, you know, they get to decide if they want to call that penalty or not, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> As Appleman, we saw. Appleman back into the ball game, and he's going to get the handoff off left tackle down to the 10-yard line. First he's down. got a first down at the 9. And you'll probably see the Lions just take it, let the clock get down inside 40 and just drop to a knee. The Lions are going to win this one here this afternoon. 50 seconds to go. And that's what they're going to do. The coaches are just putting up the victory formation. And the Lions, well, let's see. They continually look over to the play clock is down to 15 now. Game clock is at 34 seconds. Now the Lions on first and goal from the 8-yard line. Profit with Appleman to the right of him. They are going to run a play. They're going to throw it out on the right-hand side to Brock. Brock is going to struggle forward to the 5-yard line. 19 seconds to go. That should be the final play. Yeah, it looks like it. The staff's taking their uh, headsets off down there and walking across midfield. And they will. So that is going to do it here today. The Lions go to 4-0 on the year. 2-0 in the Heartland Conference. And they win their eighth consecutive game against Defiance by the final score here today of 59-6 to on homecoming here at Schuler Field. And they go to Manchester next Saturday afternoon. And we'll have that game for you here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin, we'll be back with more after this. <laughs>